Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man, the only radio that matters with the name Brendo Man in it. If you're not listening to it, just what in God's name are you listening to? I can give you some options, but that would defeat the purpose of the plug. Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. What's going on, Phil? Well, it's quite a night tonight. Yeah, we have full chat. Yeah, full chat. You're in a mood. I'm just I'm just <laughs> really just stressed out from all this moving and job crap and all this crap. This lady from Hotwire yelled at me on the phone today because they had I had the balls to call them when they charged me for a reservation I didn't make. Shame on you. And my bank account's all stupid now because of that. And I'm moving Sunday. My pack a couple boxes a day for like a couple weeks plan worked really well. Well, that's now good. I'm like at crunch time, and I'm pretty much done. You're not going to be like crying on the last day because you have so much stuff to move. No, because <laughs> also know I paid for four. I like the the movers. It was a minimum of four hours, and I'm pretty sure I have such few stuff that like so any leftover time they she said they would use to help me pack and anything else. That's cool. Oh, well, that's definitely cool. So make sure they use that time that I paid for. So, uh, already, before we started, you just thought I was making a dumb joke, and I almost was, like, punched through the computer. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Will I make dumb jokes and make you mad, or will I be nice? It's fine. I'm not mad at you. (laughs) I'm just stressed out. Moving sucks. This job thing sucks. Yep. I'll just be... I'm just... I just wish it was December 5th, and I had that severance money. Well, the good thing is what you've got is like about six weeks, I guess. Something like that. Something I'm like that. I'm not looking forward to living. I'm not looking forward to this whole being homeless thing. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, you know, I glor. I, I made it sound all glamorous and such, but it's sometimes it's kind of a drag. I will admit. <laughs> Plus, like I had, a, it's got to be far. It's going to be far away. Like the closest hotel that I can afford for like that on that basis it's like in east county so i'm gonna be in el cajon well you know it could be worse it could be in like el centro (laughs) (laughs) some of the like i was looking and i like sorted because i was like hot wire and i was looking and i sorted it by price and i was like "Ooh, this one's really cheap and it was like tijuana and i'm like okay (laughs) oh yeah you could stay really cheap in mexico (laughs) I mean seriously. They did fi- they did they did something to the border lanes like they finally opened like a bunch of new lanes so it's no longer it doesn't take like 2 hours across the border anymore. Hmm. So I mean that is do option. that. Dude, a night how I don't, awesome would that be? Well, the problem is I one I don't want to die. 
<laughs> and yeah, that's two, yeah. Um, I I found out my passport is expired. So ah, uh, if only. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I got to figure. I got to renew my passport if because I, I do want to go to Mexico at some point. Benson and I are trying to plan. Um, we want to go watch wrestling there at some point. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, that's kind of something I've always wanted to do. Well, you should definitely have your passport up to date then before you well, do you that. You have to to get in and out of the country. Don't try to like remember sneak when across. you didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, I do. You could just walk all across and back and across. I remember like one of my early adventures with Matt, my roommate in college, was we went down to Mexico for a day and we just like parked on the American side. Yep. And then we walked across. You walk over. And he really wanted to buy a switchblade because <laughs> he wanted to have like, you know, some kind of a contraband to carry back across the border just to prove he could do it. And so he bought a switchblade from you know some stall or whatever and he hid it like in his pants like he hung it from the inside pant thing so it was like hanging down by his crotch and like the whole way back he was paranoid that he was going to accidentally bump the blade and was going to like snap open in his pants like oh my gosh don't bump me you know like just freaking out and like yeah it was pretty awesome he he would never make it as like a spy what? Why do you just put it in his pocket? Well, if they like ask him to op, you know, empty his pockets or whatever, like he wanted to have it all clear so that no one could okay. find I his once, switchblade. I once walked into a, we went, we went on a we went on the three day you know the three day cruise where you go to like Ensenada. Uh huh. So we did that for my senior trip. I think it was five days. I don't, I don't know, three days, whatever. Anyways, we did that one where it goes to Catalina and Ensenada. Yeah. And um, I've done that one. And and uh, we go because you know they get you get off at Ensenada and you get back on and they kind of they're like oh customs you can't bring anything on but it's not they don't right. like thoroughly <laughs> so I had about I had like a ton of fireworks in my pants <laughs> yeah I don't know they, if that was the greatest idea for <laughs> stuff yeah. in my pants not, yeah what happens if you like. I don't know. They had tiki torches out for their luau or something, and you walk too close. It could be bad news. Yeah, that would be bad. In I fact, probably should. Probably was a bad idea that I had cherry bombs in my near my crotch. But. Yeah, probably. Because yeah, that, that was that was my big thing was fireworks and Cuban cigars. So that same switchblade that Matt bought, I'm pretty sure, is the same one that. Um, our other roommate later on uh, stabbed himself in the butt with. Wait, what? You know about this? No. Okay. Well, I'll tell. You. I don't know if I've told. If I haven't told on the show. So this is later on. We lived in the apartment. You know, like tons of guys. I've talked about Who that a little bit. But one of our roommates was Micah, and we came home one night, like late at night, and oh, he was I think like, I did hear this. "Yeah, you've heard this before." But he was sitting on the couch, like, but upside down with his like butt. He, his pants were pulled down. He had like paper towels holding against his butt, and there was blood pouring out of his butt cheek into these paper towels. And we're like, oh my gosh, like what happened? And turns out he was like sitting on the couch and he had this, he was messing around with the switchblade, and he decided he was going to try to see if he could throw it up and stick it in the ceiling. Oh. And so he did it. He like threw it up, and it, but it didn't like stick. Like I think it kind of sort of stuck and then fell right back out. 
and he rolled to get out of the way and it stabbed him <laughs> in the butt cheek so bad that they wound up some of the roommates had to drive him to the hospital to the emergency room because he was bleeding out of his butt cheek and he, stitches in his butt. and he had to get stitches in his butt so yeah so that uh learn your lesson kids what i just i could just see somebody throwing a switchblade at the ceiling yeah that seems like a good idea right <laughs> what could go wrong <laughs> my brother once closed a buck knife on his fingers and almost chopped three of them off yeah. you know my brother did cut his finger off yeah when he was messing around with it what was he messing around with the he was taking bowl? apart a i think it was a juicer if i remember okay. correctly like the motor for it while it was plugged in and he was talking <laughs> to a, a girl thing. on the phone and like he went to like he was talking to the girl on the phone. He had it like kind of pinched on his shoulder. You know how you do with the phone. Yeah. And the phone started to slip, so he like you know moved his hand up real quick to grab it. And when he did, it caught on his finger and just shredded it right at the second knuckle. Ugh. He came running downstairs. He's like, "I think we need to call the hospital." And he puts his knuckle like bloody thing dangling <laughs> in my face. And I'm like, ah. And then the best part is he dropped the phone in the room. Yeah. And the girl who he was talking to was still on the other side. All she heard was like, ah, ah, you know. And so my mom was like, go upstairs and get the phone. We need to call the hospital. And I had to go up in there. And there's like a spray pattern, you know, circular around the walls of the room in there. And little bits of finger gut all over the carpet. And I had to go up and find the phone and, like, talk to the girl. Like, okay, my brother cut his finger off. I got to call the hospital. And she's like, ah. Yeah. Oh, and the best part is when he got there. What's that? And they sew it back on? They were able to, they were like miraculously able to sew it back on. He's got it now. But it was like just dangling by skin. It was completely uh. severed except for a little skin. And so when he got there to the hospital, they had to do an x ray. And the lady's like, all right, straighten your finger out. And he's like, um, <laughs> it's not connected anymore. So anyway, uh, they saved it. Disgusting. Yeah. Did you throw up? No, but I, I panicked quite a bit. I think, you know, the adrenaline kept me going. Ugh. Yeah. I did not want to be the one. But my parents had to take him to the hospital, so someone had to get the phone, you know. Ugh. But, yeah, he's got it now. He's got a pretty awesome scar. Because you're like like Linda on Bob's Burgers. She's always dry heaving whenever. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh. (laughs) That's always you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. I did not. I did not want to do that. I would never want to do it again. So you could like see the finger hanging off. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. It looked like. Think about the end of a drumstick. You know how the like it looks kind of a knuckle. <laughs> it looked like the end of a drumstick poking out of his finger at my face, <laughs> but dripping with blood and like a dangling finger. It was horrible. Ugh. Was it like spraying blood everywhere? Nah. It was more like dripping. I think he because he like severed it. You know, and it was all mangled. So it was. It wasn't like Monty Python or anything, which would have been... Or UHF? UHF, yeah. It was more just kind of... I don't know. But it did have a pretty good spray pattern on the wall, so... Yeah. So there you go. There's my gross story. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That makes you feel better about having to stay in a crappy hotel, right? I guess. Just at least you didn't stab yourself in the butt with a switchblade. Just stressing out about my current financial state. So was it bad to ask then how the interview went, or did you do the interview? The interview went okay. It was very stressful. They, like, super grilled me. 
And yeah. So I, and then like they're like, yeah, if you get interviewed again, you'll get another one of these. I'm like, oh, I hate so, being grilled like that. It just it's like they're because they're trying to find your weak spot, and then when they find it, they're just asking you all these questions <laughs> that you don't know the answer to. Right. It's like, uh. <laughs> So did it give you any indication? Are they? Is it a possibility? No, or? no they said they'd be in touch. They'll be in touch. Okay. I, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't feeling super positive about it, but we'll see. Hmm. I don't know. At this point, if somebody said, "Hey, we can make all this go away, and you get to move to Seattle," <laughs> I'm, I'm you would probably take not going to hesitate. Yeah, that's probably smart. But at least you got to do it, you know, and and we'll see what comes of that. And even if you do have to move far away, I understand, and I will be supportive, and we'll come visit you and all that stuff. But I'm secretly hoping that Yukaipa is at the end of your rainbow. Uh, August, I mean, December seems so far away. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I mean, it's the beginning of December. Yeah. So that's just... good. <laughs> you know what else is good? What's good? Reader mail. Yeah, reader mail's good. So we got one from Mario here. Uh, future show title, Beware the Pun Isher. <laughs> is that me or is that our friend Chuck in the chat? Le- maybe recently? both of you. Yeah. Chuck's not here, though. He's not snack, here tonight. The snack detective. So, no, yeah. If anyone has any food questions. <laughs> maybe he's busy on a case. Yeah, I think he is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's our on snack assignment. detective failed to. Notify me that Surge was restocked, so I don't know about his detective skills. We'll put him on the case. Yeah, well, he's on the case. The case he's on the case. Uh oh, so, we have a uh, breaking news. Yeah. Um, well, I like that. Where the Punisher? All right. So uh, Joe Cooley writes, uh, "Hey guys, I want to touch base about my nostalgia detectives case. I haven't yet had a chance." To watch The Secret of Nim, but I have a feeling that might be what I remember. Okay, so. Even Brenda, if it's you're not, complaining it's a great that movie. no one alerted you to Surge being back in stock when you didn't tell Derek that it was back initially a few weeks ago. I didn't tell Derek, but I did tell everybody as soon as I found out. And it's not my fault that he wasn't. Nobody even posted. I didn't see anything posted. And oh, like you put it I'm on Facebook, about. though. Yeah, and I did, and and so I, I figured saw that, that some, if somebody would just put it on Facebook, that'd be cool. I'm fine with that. I'm not saying that anybody has to tell me personally, though I appreciate it. But I did, I did actually buy some for Derek, and then he proceeded to be a little dick about it, and so he suffered the consequences. You still gave him one, right? Well, I haven't given it to him yet. Oh, uh, so you still have one, it. but. Uh... You saved one for me, and it was good. I guess I drank it on the show last week, so everyone knows that. I forgot. It I guess weird. I'm not complaining. I'm just disappointed that they restocked and I didn't get a notification. Yeah. So Amazon notification system does not work. Well, maybe it was intentional, and they're trying to get a different crowd than the checking on their notifications crowd. Um, I think it's dumb that they're doing this in little bits and batches. Yeah. <laughs> well... It's working though they're selling what they have maybe it takes that long maybe that's why surge went out of production in the first place is it like an aged soda do like, they have to, to take a long time to make it 
All right. Well, going back to Joe Cooley's email. All right. Yes. Back to the email. I think I don't think I think it's just soda. You know, I mean, it's think syrup so. and carbonated water and, <laughs> and deliciousness. Pan. All right. On last week's show, um, you talked about the book movie Carrie and briefly mentioned the musical. Coincidentally, I was playing drums in a production of that musical on Halloween weekend. I was actually looking wow. through the music when you guys mentioned it. It was pretty crazy. Huh. It's awesome. That's cool. I also Who's wanted to share drummer? something I think of whenever Phil mentions playing video games with the kids or watching shows, movies that he watched as a kid with them. And uh, please take this in the spirit in which it was intended because I also have two kids and do the exact same things. I'm always reminded of that episode of The Office <laughs> where Michael Scott shows everyone a tape of himself as a kid being interviewed by a puppet on a kid's TV show. He says when he grows up, he wants to get married and have 100 kids so they will always play with him and they can't say no to being his friend. <laughs> it does seem kind of like that. It does. I love that episode, too. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's both really funny but also really so sad. sad. It is. It's funny. I, I mean, I thought about this a lot because – I never, like, imagine, I don't know, like, I think, you know, guys probably dream of having kids less than girls. I mean, maybe that's an unfair statement, but I think that seems like something that might be true. At least for me, I mean, I always kind of thought in the back of my mind I wanted kids, but I could never imagine what it would be like. And I mm-hmm. never, like, pictured me, like, playing with my kids, doing stuff I like to do. I don't know. I just kind of never thought of that until, like, you know, it started happening, until we had kids, and then I kind of felt more what it was like but it's so crazy that they just like they want to play stuff with me they enjoy the same kinds of things it's it's pretty awesome i can't complain we beat the legend of zelda wind waker this week and they want to start a new zelda game so we were like we're discussing which one we're going to start i think we're going to do uh twilight princess Mm. i think that's the one because they like the idea of the wolf we're kind of talking about the options. It's pretty cool. Anyway, well, thanks. Twilight yes. Princess was the one that came out on Wii and GameCube, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like right there at the and I have the Wii version. I kind of played that one. I think I watched you playing it. Yeah, it's actually one I'm kind of excited to revisit because I played, I probably played like 80% of it and then got distracted with something else and never beat it. You got distracted with something else? Get out of here. Phil tends to do that. So, yeah, I'm excited to be. It's one of the few I haven't actually beaten. So cool. It'll be good. All right, Andres writes, uh, "Hey, being October, I started watching some horror, and was wondering if you guys had some suggestions. Not only movies, but TV shows too. Example: uh, Boy Meets World, and then there was Sean. The episode where they're in detention and has Jennifer Love Hewitt. Other examples are the Simpsons Trios of Horror episodes and Roseanne's Halloween episodes." Um, also, it looks like the Wonder Years is being sold by Seasons and not just that $300 set on Time's Life website. So this is a good tip. Season 1 is $15 on Amazon. And I noticed at Costco they have an exclusive Season 1 and 2 set for $28. Ooh, that's pretty good. So my question, though, is do those individual season sets have all the same special features that are in the big giant set? I can almost guarantee you someone has done that research for you already. and you could So we've got to look into that. <laughs> Because that might be because yeah that that set on Time Life all that set does look amazing it is crazy expensive yeah but fifteen bucks at a time that might be a little more manageable 
But if the big set only has certain special features, you know, like how there was like, you know, like with the Freaks and Geeks, the yearbook edition right, had like right. two extra. This might discs. be one that's worth going for the real deal. So, but sometimes yeah, it's to, the same. So, you know. Yeah. I'll have to look at stuff. All right, so what about Halloween movies and TV show recommendations? Let's see. Well, we just um, – we actually just – for our Kickstarter backers, we we recorded a commentary for a perennial um, Halloween favorite of mine. Yes. Which would be Killer, Killer Clowns, Clowns from, Outer, from Space. Outer Space. Which backers, look for it. Um, I got your email, Brendo, this evening, so I'll probably send it out after the show. So keep an eye out in your email for that. It'll be going out to all the backers. Yeah, um, and then I'm trying to think of some other movies. You know, I'm a big fan of the classics, you know, Halloween. Sure, Always. sure. Oh, Derek left. He came and he left. His man doesn't like me anymore. Um, the Shining's course of classic. Definitely um, recommended. Psycho, some of Psycho. my favorites. Uh, TV episodes, my all-time favorite Halloween episode, which I wouldn't really count as scary, but it's a great Halloween episode. Freaks and Geeks, Freaks and Geeks is like, that's one of my favorite Freaks and Geeks episodes. Because I feel like the Freaks and Geeks Halloween episode captures like what Halloween was Actual like. Halloween, Like yeah. very much captures that. Yeah. Um, I remember like, re- like I remember that whole critical like tipping point of when is it too old to trick or treat <laughs> right. and then also when things kind of switch gears to where you don't want so much want to trick or treat as you want to like you know just be out and yeah, causing cool. mischief and being cool go to a party and I remember or almost getting egged by hoodlums um it's also trick or treating during the day i remember that was yeah. a thing. <laughs> In the- Plus, it has one of my all-time favorite <laughs> Freaks and Geeks quotes, which I actually just used this week. He looks like a freaking Tin Man. <laughs> that one's good. Um, all the little fun-size poos. They're <laughs> all worried they're going to put. That's what we brought it up because Janelle and I were talking about you know what we're going to do for the kids for Halloween. Like what are we going to do? And we we're saying let's go trick or treating. And she's like, well, we just have to be careful and not let him eat like you know unopened packages or, or open packages or something. And I was like. What do you mean? He, she's like, you know, if someone has like a fresh baked good, I'm like, are you kidding? They they made fun of that like from the 80s on. Like, you really think someone's going to be hiding razor blades in like candy bags or something? And that whole thing with the mom and the cookies was so oh, yeah. sad. They're but covering my hands. Really funny. So yeah, because I was saying this: if you're in like a small town and there's someone who's handing out, you know, let's say apples with razor blades, how hard is it going to be to figure out who was it? Also, the fact that any if you go to anything, like, there's never been, I mean, the only documented cases of that were, like, it was, like, the own person's family member. Yeah, did it to themselves. Or, yeah. Or to each other. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, it's not a, I mean, if you're going to be freaked out about that, you know, there's there's plenty of things to be freaked out about, like Ebola. Oh, did you hear about the Ebola scare here in San Diego that was really stupid? <laughs> no. They, like, shut down an entire campus because somebody was like, I think my um, one of my family members was on a flight with uh, one of the nurses that contracted Ebola. And they, like, oh shut down a college, like, a college campus. <laughs> and then the person's like, oh, wait, no, they weren't. Just kidding. And that's pretty yeah. much the extent of what happened. 
Yeah, again, it's one of those things where there's so many other things to be panicked about. Well, there's also a surprisingly number of people on the internet that seem to think that Ebola is an airborne disease and that it's not. Yeah. Because they're like, it's going to cause a pandemic, and I'm like, no, it's not, because Ebola doesn't have the ability to, like, it couldn't cause a pandemic. It could, I mean, yes, it can infect a lot of people, it's highly contagious in certain circumstances, but it's not... It's yeah. not airborne. It's not. It's not like and, everyone on the plane got it just because they're all breathing the same yeah. air. In other words, yeah. Because yeah, if that was if that was the case, then yeah, we should all be really then, freaked then out discreet. right now. <laughs> but that's not the case. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so yeah, all that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, the Roseanne episodes are definitely classics. Ooh. Along that uh-huh. line, and I know I've, I mentioned this on the show before too, but the Cheers Halloween special is one of my all-time favorite sitcom-related Halloween things. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a mini episode, and I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. You can look it up. Oh, the Haunted Mansion, thing? the Haunted Mansion one, yes, where they go to where I think it's Sam as a kid goes to the Haunted Mansion, and it's really creepy and awesome. I'm trying to think of other movies like that have. I mean, you got your usual movies. Um. There's one that Josh recommended to me that I really enjoyed. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Pontypool. Oh, that's Pretty right. Cool. I still have not seen that, but yes, I remember Josh talking about that. That's a very cool, spooky movie. It all takes place inside a radio station. Um, could watch some classic like X Files. It's good, like Halloweeny feel sometimes. There is an episode. I know there's another Boy Meets World um, Halloween episode. Where um, Candace Cameron is on it, and she's like a witch. <laughs> that one was really funny and stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pontypool's hero is named Grant Mazzy. I like that. Grant Mazzy. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> He's the star, the Mazzy yes. star. Mazzy star. Oh, that was good. <laughs> There's an obscure reference for you there. <laughs> um. Any other Halloween things? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, Bob's Burgers Halloween episodes, pretty great. Oh. Have you seen any of those, Phil? I'm trying to think. I feel like I did, but I can't. The first remember. one, they go trick or treating. They go to like the fancy island. They kind of do what we did. No, I guess I haven't watched that one yet. And um, and then it turns out that like after a certain time on the island, like all the hoodlums on the island go out and like mess. Like so, it's just it's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, I remember there was a Halloween episode, it was right after the Trios of Terror, and I had it on the tape, I had taped Trios of Terror, because there was a period where Simpsons was on after my bedtime, when it was on on weekdays. Oh, yeah. And, um, so I had to tape the Halloween episode, and, um, and, and then the Martin Halloween episode was on after, and it was, like, one where, like, his apartment was haunted, and I remember, like, it was all this whole thing where, like, everyone's like, oh, it's not haunted, it's not haunted, and they, like prove that it's not haunted but then the very last shot there's like a ghost that comes out of the wall <laughs> and that like scared the crap out of me for some reason <laughs> Ooh, you know what oh that reminds me of the other things that terrified me as a kid what if and you can watch these online there's actually an all like you remember the ghosts sections of unsolved mysteries oh yeah unsolved mysteries <laughs> the unsolved mysteries ghost stories were always so terrifying yeah like um, there is an there, you can actually i think if you youtube it 
um, there's probably some links also on. I know Dinosaur Dracula always links to it because he he talks about unsolved mysteries a lot. But there's an all ghosts special. That music is like good, creepy, and Halloween. just that music gets me in this. I used to be obsessed. My brother and I watched that show like religiously. Like we were obsessed with it because I remember we would watch because Lifetime. There was a period where it's like Lifetime was like my number one show, like channel, really? because they showed unsolved. They showed like huge blocks of unsolved mysteries. They also had Supermarket Sweep. Oh, I love that, that show. And then they had that mall show. I forgot what the mall yeah, one was mall called. One. There was a mall one. Supermarket Sweep is where they got to like run through the supermarket yeah. and they won oh, by yeah. getting the most stuff or it the most like expensive the, stuff. It was like the greatest thing. I, always, oh, that was like I dreamed dream. about getting to do that. <laughs> I think every kid of a certain age did. Oh, gosh. I would do when a lot better at it now as an adult. It's time for Supermarket Sweep. So, yeah, I watched a lot of Lifetime. That channel's changed quite a bit, huh? Well, it was still the women's channel for some reason. In the afternoons, they showed Unsolved Mysteries and Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> hey, women and, like Unsolved Mysteries too. And that mall, I forgot what that mall. I think I don't. I don't. I know. I want to say Mall Madness, but I know that's, that's not the that's name, the of, name the of the board game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the mall. It was that much. There was like different stores, and yeah. there was I don't remember. That's, that's a mall generally. <laughs> Shop till you drop. Yes, thank you, Andres. Oh, that, that that sounds familiar. I don't think I could like. I don't. Yeah, it was on right that. after Supermarket Sweep, so that was like the big giant block. That was <laughs> I can I can remember like <laughs> periods of because this is how like proof I was such a couch potato because I would watch. <laughs> I remember I would watch Stay by the Bell. I would watch Full House, and then Supermarket Sweep, Unsolved Mysteries, and then. <laughs> Simpsons would be on after that, like when Simpsons would be on for like an hour, or there'd be like Simpsons Home Improvement. Oh yeah, or Simpsons Married with Children, and I would just watch TV from like oh, I just watched a lot of TV. <laughs> that would like you're set through dinner time with all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now hopefully it'll all pay off with all of your knowledge, both in podcasting and in writing. That's, I know to all, go for the to turkeys. That's go where f- the money is. Oh, and the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, meat. The meat department. Yep. Fine cheeses, too. If you can yeah. get some of those expensive cheeses. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I would just scoop those right into the basket. And diapers. Yep. I remember the smart people would always load up on that stuff. Yeah. Because I remember this guy. The, the one time this guy, the biggest margin I ever saw somebody win by was... They loaded up like two carts just full of turkeys. <laughs> and at first the guy everyone's like, What the heck are they doing? But like they blew them away by like a thousand dollars. Yeah, turkeys just, are not cheap. They just filled them up with they filled up like four carts full of turkeys. And then they also went around and got those because remember there would be like those inflaty things, like the giant candy bar, like that was worth more money. Like those oh, bonuses. Right, right. There's always giant bonus items. So they would have one guy loading up on turkeys, and the other guy would go around getting the bonus items, and they, like, destroyed. <laughs> Man, that reminds me of another great show from that era, but different channel, mm-hmm. which is Finders Keepers. I love oh my that gosh. show so that much. That show, that's, like, the best Nickelodeon show, and it really, it doesn't seem, I don't think it was on very long. 
No, I don't think so. But and it doesn't you just get as tore much apart love. Rooms in a house. Oh my gosh, it was so cool, and each room was decorated to look like a room. But it was in that big like cutaway house, like yeah, like giant... Wes Anderson style. Yeah. Come to think of it, maybe that's where he got his whole thing from. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's that house was pretty amazing, yeah. and. That's where I really like the game Elibits because it kind of felt like that where you're yeah. just throwing stuff all over the place you just get to tear the room and trashing apart. rooms to get all the things. Like That's yep. why I think I love that game so much because I just pretended I was on Fighters Keepers. <laughs> this is it. I finally get to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, you guys. <laughs> trashing rooms. Uh, well, just whoever came up with that show is a genius. It's like, what does every kid want to do? Just like trash stuff. Yeah, and not have to clean up afterwards. Well, let's make a show where kids can just trash stuff. It's brilliant. It's genius. <laughs> I loved it. You know what else to love? What else do you love? Even though we were just talking about how we haven't been listening to podcasts lately. I love <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> You should go to RadioBrendo.com, click the Stitcher link if you haven't signed up yet for an account, free to to use, free account, use it on all your mobile devices, listen to all your podcasts, it's a good way to listen to podcasts, Um, use the code BrendoMan. And if you're listening to us right now from Stitcher, hit that thumbs up button. Give us a thumbs up if you would. We'd appreciate it. Just takes two seconds, just look down, thumbs up, and then if you have even more time, like you're listening on the web, you can also drop a review. And don't forget to review on iTunes and Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah, and things. Share it. Do it. Don't hoard it. Don't be a hoarder. Hey, so uh, I, I did listen to actually a, a couple of podcasts this week. What? I forgot about this, but I did. They're very they were short, so I listened to a couple episodes. But one of the uh people who took advantage of our next deal that we're oh, gonna yeah, talk I saw about. That they linked to us. I, f- I was gonna add them to our friends page. Yes, they launched their show. They they uh, took advantage of our dream host deal, got their hosting through it, and they launched their show. They've got three episodes up, maybe four by the time you hear this. What are they it's, called? It's called Keith and John Are Best Friends. And uh, it's at Keith and John, our best friends.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's fun. What is uh, they, this dream host deal that you're talking about, Phil? Well, the dream host deal is as follows. If you want to get hosting, you can use the promo code Radio Brindo Man, and you will save $50 um, on your hosting, plus you get a, an additional free domain registration. Because if you sign up for a year of hosting a dream host, you already get a free domain registration. That's right. So, so it's an additional two. one. So you can double your web presence. That's right. And they got one click WordPress installs. And they did it. Stuff. And now they've got a show. It was that easy. That easy. Plus a few steps in the middle there. But still, they got <laughs> it. That's up there. And, and you too can do that. Have your own show or whatever. And if you do it and let us know, we will talk about your show and link to That's it right. on our site. That's right. As soon as I remember to do that. <laughs> I did update the page to put on, because I realized I didn't have Comic Nerds Unite. It was still said Goram Geeks. Oh, yeah. That's like two or three name changes ago. Yeah. So it's Comic Nerds Unite. And then I also added Midnight Marinara to the Benview Network section, and I put extra damage in the Benview Network section. Uh-huh. There we go. And then I also realized that some of our friends haven't been podcasting 
Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure Buckshot, Boogaloo. Yeah, they've been. I think they've been down for a while, but their archive is still up. Yeah, and there's some good up. They, I mean, they they interviewed one week. They interviewed Tony Hale, and the next week they interviewed me. So. Yeah, I mean, that's like you know two of the best possible guests you could have. <laughs> they also interviewed. Um, I saw another episode from the season that I was on. Again, showing what great company that I mean, it was kind of made me honored. Was um, they interviewed Kate Micucci from Garfunkel and Oates. If you've ever seen them or watched any of their stuff, they're really funny. And you she's got also to share the same show. With she them. was also on um, Bored to Death. Oh yeah, episodes. She the was show. like the was nerdy comic book girl that was Zach Galifianakis' girlfriend for a couple episodes. Oh okay, okay. She's really funny. She's really funny. That's cool. You know what else is cool? You know what? What is cool, Phil? Buying stuff on the internet. You can just yeah, buy is. things and they send it to your house. It's amazing. How cool is that? Speaking so, you of getting things sent to your house, I also had to get a P.O. box. Oh, yeah. That was a giant pain in the butt. Yep. That's definitely a part of hotel living. So they required two forms of ID and they didn't take a social security card and my passport was expired. So then I had to like dig around. What else and do you then, have? Like, and also, my driver's license didn't have the correct address, so <laughs> I had to like. I ended up using my luckily my car registration, but even that had my last name spelled wrong. <laughs> but the guy took it. You're trying to like set up some sort of a fake identity, and they also wouldn't give me they they wouldn't give me a PO box unless I had a home address. What? So I had to use my. I didn't tell them that I was moving. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Maybe it's just these, I don't know, certain rules, certain places. Huh. I mean, I suppose that's possible, and I just forgot about it, but it wasn't a problem for us or whatever. But that seems kind of dumb. Like, so no one can send mail to someone who doesn't have a house? I don't understand. Maybe they didn't want people to use it to, like, establish residence somewhere. I guess. There's probably rules or something. I don't know. But you got one now. Yeah, I have a P.O. box number. I'm not going to tell. What? So people can't send you stuff? Well, I, I'm not going to give you the whole address on the show. <laughs> people can send you, like, nice things to make you feel better about living out of a hotel. Well, I don't have it in my wallet, which is... All right. I have to get it. What could happen? They're not going to, like, find you at your P.O. box. I don't want anybody sending me stuff. Why? That could be nice. I don't know what kind of weird stuff people are going to send me. <laughs> that could be horrible, too, I suppose. Here, Phil, All why right. don't you give it? Well, your address is already out on the internet, so people should send you weird stuff. Yeah, my address is everywhere. Send Phil your own. Send, Cut your hair, put it in an envelope, <laughs> and send it to Phil. Yeah, that's probably not what I'm hoping for. What if you for. got an envelope full of hair? <laughs> would run screaming. What would you do? Step away from the envelope. <laughs> First of all, if I got a. If I got it, <laughs> everyone should send Phil. That's toenail. disgusting. What Adam would freak you out more, toenail clippings or hair? I think hair, because toenail clippings would be a lot easier to like manage. They wouldn't like doesn't you know static cling to you or whatever. What if you open it and then like the static electricity was right and all the hair leapt out at your clothes and just stuck on you? What is up with you and this like magic flying hair? That that couldn't happen with toenail clippings. I'm just saying. In what world would hair leap out of an envelope? Static electricity can do crazy things. Don't argue with the power of static electricity. You and all your flying hair, like you got this. 
Toenail clippings could smell real bad. They so could hair. Hair could stink. Yeah, think about it. No one didn't. You didn't say send your freshly shampooed hair. So who knows what's going on there? I know this is getting really weird. <laughs> yes, it is. Please don't send me anything from your body. Let's just make that a general like you know thing. All right, for Amazon this week, we got uh, our new 52 purchases continue. I think we um, we got more of that. We got Green Arrow Volume 5. The Outsider's War. And um, we got Very General cool. Headphone Adapter for iPhone 5 Life Proof Case. Sweet. We got Surge. Somebody got three cases. I think, that, I think Adam said that was him. That was me. I, since yeah. I'm still bummed. I didn't know that they got restocked. I would have bought three cases of it. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll do it again. Maybe. They I'm might. sure they will. And then yeah. we also got a PlayStation TV. That is their new device that you can stream your PS3 to other TVs in your house and also do some other things with it. And Adam says that was his, too. Mm. Cool. Thanks for buying some stuff. Yeah. Cool. Keep buying and stuff. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who's been buying things. Keep it up. If you want to do that, just go to our website, radiobreno.com, and click the Amazon link down on the right and uh, spend what you would normally spend. And we get a little bit and it helps us out. And we like that. So thanks. Use camel, camel, camel.com to price track surge. Camel, camel, camel. Is that one of those? Oh, that's a good idea. What's that? So it's like this thing that tracks um, Amazon prices and it'll notify you. Oh, okay. And then... um, Well, there you go. Your problem is solved. Yeah. It'll be back. I'm sure of it. They're making enough money on it. They'll, They'll be just fine. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're doing this on purpose. And, yeah. But it would just be nice if I could, if since their notification system doesn't work, it's hard to know when it, because it sells out immediately. Right. So, um, yeah. Hmm. So that's our Amazon. Be sure to go to RadioBreno.com, click the Amazon link, and then buy stuff on Amazon. The holidays are approaching. That's right. And also get that last minute Halloween shopping in. And um, and then you'll also be helping out the show. And um, in the current events section, don't forget, next week, next Saturday, October yes. 25th, we will be on the Extra Damage, Extra Life 24-hour stream. It's very for exciting. Charity. Um, it sounds like we're going to be appearing at 7 p.m. on the Saturday Till whenever. Till whenever. And um, Josh has got some wrestling games. And we're going to be playing Mario Kart and some other stuff. And you can donate. Go to extradamage.com. And you can um, donate. We're going to be supporting Children's Hospital of Orange County. So it's a so good cause and doing some good it for games. The kids. Playing video games for the kids. You know, for kids. You know, for kids. Yeah. So, it's gonna be cool. Uh, I'm, so I'm very be excited cool. about be it. Be sure to pledge, um, pledge money, and join us on the stream. You can harass us on there. 
What time does it start? Like, I know we're on at 7. What time does the whole thing start? What's the time start and end? Do we know? I don't know, Josh. I what time Josh are you starting? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. So 8 a.m. on Saturday to 8 a.m. on Sunday. Nice. That's the that's the block. So, but then we'll be there at 7 p.m. till whenever, whenever we're too loud and Josh has to kick us out of his apartment. Oh, I gotta get a hotel. His neighbors. I don't really have money right now. Um, I figure that out. We uh, ooh, there's there's good cheap ones up there. That's a lot cheaper than the uh, cheap options in San Diego. I can tell you that. So that's going to be really fun. My search, the cheapest ones are like in the $40, $50. Make me take care of you. Yeah. Yeah, aren't you? You're coming up at least. What what weekend are you coming up to our place? Aren't you coming up the next Audrey's weekend? birthday. That weekend? Yeah. You want to be a guest on a podcast that weekend? Sure. All right. I, I, think, uh, I think I might be able to hook something up so we could do a guest appearance that weekend too. Cool. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So what are you doing, Phil? Are you going to like drive out from Ukaipa? I think that's I think that's the plan as far as I know. Cool. You never know though. I'll talk to Janelle and see what she wants to do, but that was my plan. So All right, Speaking of Vecchio Adventures, let's talk about your stuff. I see there's something here about SeaWorld trick or treating. Yes. Well, last weekend uh, after we recorded, we went to SeaWorld two days in a row. And we went trick-or-treating, amongst other things. But the kids got, like, tons of cool candy. It's really, it's a really cool thing. They give out good stuff. And uh, they give some to the parents that are helping out, too, you know. So they're very kind. But so this week we came home with, you know, I mean, they had... And this we is, like, for good days. candy. It's good. Like, they have M&Ms and they have, um, like, Jelly Bellies and Sugar Babies and so much good stuff. It's really, really good. And dangerous for a dad who's trying not to eat so much candy. <laughs> but so sure enough, we you know we brought home all these bags of candy, and you know I mean we let the kids have some, but we're trying not to like have them eat it all at once, you know, kind of thing. Spread it out a little bit. So there's still some large bags of candy sitting in the kitchen. And today I was uh, I may or may not have snuck in and got a couple things for uh for myself and i was like in the kitchen eating them the kids were like playing in the back room and they came in and saw me eating like m&ms and they're like daddy where did you get that candy from and i was like um and they're all did you take it out of our bag and they were like so crushed that i stole candy from them i had to apologize because i stole their candy (laughs) so um stole candy from a baby i literally stole candy from a baby today so I don't know. It used to be like when they would get junk, you know, they didn't know any different if we helped oh, ourselves. Oh, yeah, but think about you, like... I know. When I was a kid, I guarded it with, like, I mean, I kept account, strict account of of what, uh, you know, what I had, and I stretched it out. We've talked about this before. Stretch it out from candy season to candy season, so I was never without candy. So, <laughs> Josh says it's the dad tax. Teach them how the government works. Well, we talked about that, and they agreed that I'm allowed to have some, but they asked if I would tell them when I'm going to have it. And I was like, all right. I guess that's fair. The kids are too smart. They, like, can out-argue me now. Well, so it's you can just buy candy. Well, yeah, that's not the point. They That's the candy they earned. I know. Well, anyway, it doesn't, can, it doesn't I'm stop saying me you from can stealing buy more, candy whenever you want. Like, yes, you can they can't? So they you... can't. Yes, but there's there they have plenty. 
They'll be just fine. <laughs> That's true. As Joshua, you just tell your kids you can take anything you want, and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> this is true. Well, now they know. I, that's I've what already I'm up told to. my Halloween story, my trick or treating candy theft story on here, right? Well, you may have, but it's that season, so you could tell it again. Well, it was the worst thing ever. It was the first year my brother and I like switched to pillowcases. Okay, and oh, yeah. like we so were getting older, so we could. So we could – it was the first – it was also the first year that – so um, I don't know if I've taken you, Phil. You haven't gone on the Brindo reality tour, have you? Well, not the like full-on one. I've been on parts of it at times. Well, my have, you, have I taken you to my old neighborhood? I think we drove through it once, but I don't, I don't know. Okay, well – It's been a long anyways, time if we did. Um, we lived – there was like a street and it was a hill and there were three – um cul-de-sacs so that was like our general neighborhood was this one street and then there was like three cul-de-sacs and that was like our neighborhood okay so when up until a certain point my dad would we had to stay when we got to go trick-or-treating on our own we the first year i remember we had to stay in that general area all right but then when we got older my dad's like well you guys can go um like farther around the neighborhood if you want and but he didn't think that we'd actually like want to do it because it would just we wouldn't make it that far. We'd get tired, whatever. Right. But I think my dad underestimated us. Like <laughs> and your pursuit and my, of candy. My brother and some of our friends. It was like we we planned out this whole thing. Like it was hardcore to the point where we planned out where we were going to stop for bathroom stops along the way. Like we had <laughs> friends' houses pre-planned. Um, because that had become an issue. I remember one year I had to bow out early because they had a bathroom emergency (laughs) um so i and so my way around that was i i had pre-planned stops at certain friends houses for how many times did you have to stop for bathroom on one typical trick-or-treat well this time we only stopped we stopped twice okay okay and um and we then we switched the big thing was switching to pillowcases yeah and um and we so we had this was like a record haul, record haul. We went all we went we went, we almost made it all the way to our school and back, <laughs> which is like over a mile like round trip. And we just we had tons of candy, tons and tons of candy, and um we put it we even kept it in um we didn't tell her we 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 had this whole arrangement with our parents where we were going to keep it in a secret location. <laughs> so that they couldn't even be tempted to take it, and um, so we we hid our candy in these. Uh, my mom had these end tables that also had like little cabinets in them, and we okay. hid it in there. And um, the very next day after Halloween, like the very next day, this is why it was so horrible. We were like our morning candy rush, <laughs> and we go in, and the only thing that's in our um, that's in our that's uh, in our your stash in the stash was our empty pillowcases, <laughs> and we flipped out. Who and was the my culprit? Mom, and my mom had no idea what happened. So, and we were just like, "What are you talking about? Like, who else would take all our candy?" And then later, my mom just discovered this and didn't tell us for years because she didn't want to have to like explain to us what the situation was but um my cousin kathy was living with us and she was like 
17, 18, maybe 19. Okay. Um, and um, my mom had discovered tons and tons of candy wrappers in her room in the trash. <laughs> and it turned out that this was how my mom discovered that she was bulimic. <laughs> and so my bulimic cousin ate all our Halloween candy. Yay, that's the story. <laughs> Yay, that's the story. Oh. Uh. I I think I've told the story of Dora before, right? Yeah. Okay. I won't go into that again. But it's a good one. You can listen but to yeah, the back I'd, episodes. And my, I just, and I, my mom... So basically what happened was my mom said, Oh, your cousin accident... My, she said our cousin and her friends accidentally ate it. They didn't know it was ours. And then my mom bought us a bunch of candy and replaced it. But <laughs> My mom it for years upsetting. tried to convince us that... She she would say like we'll just buy a bunch of candy and then like we can go to the movies or something instead, and for whatever reason we were never up for that because we wanted a trick or treat. Well, trick or treating that's like cause you, it it's is more fun. But in retrospect, if I could have just gone to the Take movies, the candy. I don't know with candy. I don't know. I might now. I know which one I would pick for sure. Yeah, but trick or treating's fun. But yeah, as a kid, I never picked that option. None of us did. So. Mm. Um. Okay, another story uh, from this week. Janelle wanted me to tell this because um, the TV, the main TV that we have in our house, I'm pretty sure the one in the living room is the one that Josh and Rachel, Josh Anderson in the chat right now gave us. I'm pretty sure that's the one from them. Mm-hmm. They gave us when they got a real TV way back when. And we still have it. And um, that's where we have like the That's Wii. how you get all of your TVs. Oh yeah, you. Uh, one of the I ones we have is from you. When I got a real TV, and then I can't remember. We have one out in the playroom that's from someone else. I can't I think remember. You have who's one who's. from Jeff, don't you? One of them's from. No, one of them is from uh, our friends Cliff and Kristen that moved. Oh, okay. I don't know. Basically, anytime people want their old, <laughs> get, want to get rid of their old junk, then we keep it. So the one that's in the living room, it might not be Josh and Rachel's. I can't remember, but the uh, the input button is like busted off right the button that switches between inputs and so we have a dvd player hooked up to it and we have the wii u for all our streaming stuff hooked up to it and so in order to switch from the different inputs you have to get that button but the button's busted off so we keep a pencil up there on the tv stand and you have to like poke the pencil in the hole universal remote well i have one but then it like got deprogrammed and it's really a pain to redo it so (laughs) you just just got all cast so we just we just got um so we just used the pencil and so like tonight luke came in (laughs) luke was watching a show or he wanted to watch a show and it was set on dvd and he came in he's like daddy i want to watch a show and i was like all right do you know how to set it up and he's like yeah use the pencil and he like went in and he knows how to poke the pencil into the thing and switch it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you're teaching and your I kids have... that it's okay that you have to use this pencil on your crappy TV. <laughs> the, to them, it's normal. Josh is like capsing at me here. <laughs> Josh oh, says he's getting a new TV your first next HD month, TV, but, but not now. now. <laughs> if you if you do, we'll have it until whatever the next thing is. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the type of situation we're living in here. It's it's tough. We have to we have to use the pencil. So there you go. Um, I already mentioned Keith and John are best friends. Dot com. It is John with no H. By the okay. way. Um. 
Does that make me happy? Am I okay with that? <laughs> Wait, am I okay with the fact that I might not get it because you're so mad at me? <laughs> Does living the way you do fulfill you? Yes, it's very fulfilling. Because it works Your fine. TV life. Yeah. Don't you like get tired of watching these crappy TV? No, that's how I grew up with that. That's fine. What's wrong with it? I, it works. Oh. I can see. We bought a new DVD player this week for our bedroom because the other one stopped working. Wow, you <laughs> bought a DVD player. Yeah, 30 bucks. But why buy the Wii U? I have the NES. That's true. But see, a TV still allows me to see all of those things regardless of the kind of TV. Yeah, but whereas not the NES in any way that you should Wii U be game. watching them. This looks yes. terrible. Yes, they sell DVD players. It was 30 bucks, including shipping with Prime. Yeah. Because the new game systems have new games that you can't play on an old system. But the TV works for everything. It's all the same. I don't need a new TV. If if there was for some reason to play the new Zelda or Metroid game, I had to have some kind of a different TV or it wouldn't work, that's when I'd break down and buy one. But no one's figured out how to make me do that yet. So until that day, <laughs> that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, but why buy a new game system? Because according to that logic, why ever buy a new game system? Because then you can play new game. I like new games. I like new content. But I'm saying the television doesn't give me new content. It kind of is, though, because it actually looks like it, it's intended to and not like some terrible thing. But it still doesn't give me anything. It's it's not new content. It's just a new uh, visual presentation of that same content. Why'd you buy DVDs? Uh, I didn't buy DVDs. We bought... A DVD player. No, why didn't why why buy DVDs at all? Why not just still be on VHS? That's the same thing. Hey, I fought that tooth and nail, but I lost that argument. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's true. So stupid. Every once in a while, when I'll say like we're talking about a movie we want to watch, and I'll say, "Oh, we used to have that on VHS. You made me get rid of all my VHS." And, and it starts it, like, with widescreen. It is true. You're missing huge amounts of screen data. Well, it's still on. I still have widescreen. It just does like the black bars on the top and the bottom. It's called uh, it. It it works just fine. I adjust the uh, the aspect ratio accordingly. It's not that bad. You're just <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, what's this other thing? All right, last thing uh, on my stuff. This is kind of big news. So I'm changing gears entirely. Um, but this is big news. Um, we've kind of hinted at it and talked about it a little bit <clears throat> in the past. Um, but my mother-in-law is, uh, is going to be the star, is the star of an oh, yeah, upcoming, a date. Uh, upcoming reality show on TLC. Um, not only do we have a date, but I can say the, the title of the epi- of the thing and tell you all about it. <laughs> do you want it? Uh, I'll, I'll give you bits and pieces. Keep in mind, this is my mother-in-law, not me. Just so wait until it's on the soup, because it's going to be on the soup. <laughs> all right. I have a field day with it's it. It's going to be on the soup. So the premiere, they're premiering the pilot, and their plan is, I guess, they're going to just show the pilot, and then based on the reaction or you know ratings or whatever to showing the pilot a couple times, then they'll decide when they're going to premiere it or how many episodes they're going to order, that kind of thing. I don't know exactly how it all works, but that's kind of so the plan. it's kind of a big deal. Like A lot of people have to watch this. Yeah, so yeah, you guys all got to watch it. Even If, if you want to watch The Adventures of Phil's Crazy Mother-in-Law, this is it. 
we need to if you if you never believed us about all the crazy stories we've told. So um, the show premieres yeah. on November eleventh. So we're looking at just under a month away. So you can you got a little time to plan. It's on TLC. We don't know the time yet. Oh, I guess exactly. she does listen to the show, so I'm not I'm not I'm being I'm not being mean by saying crazy. I mean like crazy funny. Anyone who has their own crazy their own reality show, it's fair to say, has a crazy life. They've been I mean, their last several months they've been living on like film sets. They've been sending us pictures of all their like shoots and their you know, their makeup people and they have like an entourage that follow them around and it's it's pretty crazy. So <laughs> their show premieres on November eleventh and it is called The Virgin Coaches. The Virgin Coaches. That's the official title. Um, V-I-R-G-I-N. Yes. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. They Basically, they are Christian sex therapists, and they coach According virgins. To them. This is, this is the, the premise of the show. They coach virgins on how to have sex before they get married. No. Before they get married, they coach them on how to have sex after they get married. So that they're ready for it, and um, a little spoiler alert: we happen it's to know a TV that they version of a <laughs> they meet the first time they meet the couples. They meet them on screen. They come out in like nude body suits to yeah, help and you everyone. Showed me a freaking picture. I, I've shown pictures. Of Bill in the suit, which I can't unsee. <laughs> they do it to. Uh, they're helping them to get used to being naked and stuff. That's the type of show we're talking about. And um, you guys, you guys are going to want to tune in on November 11th. Oh, and, what are you going to uh, do when your mother-in-law is internet famous? It, it's it's going to happen. We're on Thanksgiving. We're going out to Laughlin, and they're going to come out and meet us. So by that point, she will have already been on TV. Are they going to be filming the show when they go out there? No, it's it's not so much. I mean, they do shoot a little at their house, but there's a little more structure to it. It actually follows them with the specific a different group of couples each week i guess okay. is how it so falls. it's not just like, them around their house right it's not like kardashians so much as like uh well i don't know i don't watch enough reality tv show to know but like something where there's a structure each week and they have different like guests come on as opposed to just following around what they I do during know. their this days is- I don't know what's happening in this world. That this it, is it's, something. That's- I'll tell you, I still have not come to terms with the fact that people will be wearing T-shirts with something my mother-in-law says. It's kind I just of think it's unfortunate because, like, now that Josh has brought this up, like, it's also we have all these friends, like, you know, including us that are like have tried really hard to make things and create things, and then this kind of stuff gets like fast tracked on the TV. Yeah, it's it's the way. I mean, it's just the way that it goes. That's, it's There's just, not, I don't know. you know. I never could have predicted. It. Although, to be fair, Janelle and I have for a long time been entertained by various tales. I mean, Janelle's home videos are things that we've all watched. We all watched in college just for entertainment because of how entertaining they are. So we kind of started it. I think we should probably get a cut actually, um, if you look at it that way. So. <laughs> No, it's it's weird. It's it's very weird. And I'll tell you, the most uncomfortable part for me, which won't be for most people, is that they talk very candidly about sex stuff, and it's my mother-in-law. So even something that wouldn't be uncomfortable for, like, say, a normal person to hear them talk about, it's my mother-in-law. And they're talking about, like, a lot of stuff. 
And it's also just do they talk about all their like other weird crap? Or just uh, it's the sex stuff. From what we've seen, Are it's going to be like doing Splanocta. I don't, not yet, but they do have like the Shekinah glory. Are they just, are they saving certain things? For I think later? they're saving it. Like they shot stuff of them. You like thought this was crazy. Here's something even more crazy. They thought, yeah, they shot stuff of them like doing, not like doing it, but like snuggling oh. in their bed and stuff like that. Like it's very uh, uncomfortable to even think about. Why would as anybody want to see that? I don't know if people <laughs> want to watch that. I don't know. It's this, like, 50-year-old couple. I'm telling you, though, like, from what we've seen of it and the people that have seen it and, uh, you know, that we showed it to and stuff, I think it's going to be huge. It won't be – it would never be something that, like, I would have watched, but I I think it's a well-done show and people are going to eat it up. Whether or not it's something that you like, I think people are going to eat it up. It's going to be really interesting. So we shall when see. When do we get to be on the show wearing Radio Brendan You can Brendo be on the Man show shirts. right now if you want to. <laughs> wearing Radio Brendan Man shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not sure if you want to go that route. I don't know. What if we can we get your mother-in-law to wear a Radio Brendo shirt? Do you want her to is the question. <laughs> sure. I don't know. If it's millions possible. of people might watch and see, I don't care. I'm, I'll do it. All right. We should send so you her don't mind, a shirt. You don't mind selling out? We're <laughs> no. okay with that. Send her a shirt, get her to wear it. All right, well, what do you think? Would you think, listeners, would you think less of us if we shilled out to <laughs> a reality would. show, but more people listen to the show as a result? <laughs> Josh would, but I Josh is already like, nah. He's already on, he's already on, the, on the way out after all this talk. All right, well. Um, so here you go, November 11th, it's going to happen. Man, that's coming up. If nothing else, people just have to watch the first episode and tell me what they think. And then you can help you understand how Phil, what Phil has to put up. You can you can understand how I operate. Josh will say it's it's Ebola. (laughs) That's funny. No, it's it's a it's a reality. Whether it's a reality show, but it is also my reality now. So. I have no doubt that Josh would say that. I, I yes, that does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's that. That'll be book, fun. We got book corner or something. Book corner. Do we have a book corner like book corner? No, I don't know. We kind of just book shout everything before corner. we do it. <laughs> it's all kind of like like home star stuff. Yeah, but new movies Maybe. is pretty specific though. Games. Okay. <laughs> Email. <laughs> um, I finished two books this week. All right. Um, so I had Thursday and Friday off of work because um, I had taken it off because I was going to go to Horror Nights with Derek and uh, and um, who else was going? Uh, Jordy and some other people. But then um, they sold out of uh, front of the line passes, so I couldn't go. It was probably for the best given my current money situation and also i was able to work on finishing up for my move yeah so i haven't been to work in the last two days so it's been kind of nice but you did go to not scary farm right i did go to not scary farm i guess i could talk about that i didn't mention that um i was a little disappointed this year really Ooh. not in the haunted houses themselves just that 
there was way less haunted houses. Like, for instance, last year there was 13. This year okay. there was eight. Really? And they sectioned off a whole big section of the park, like the whole Camp Snoopy area, which used to be a scare zone and multiple haunted houses to like this zombie laser tag, except it turned out that you had to make advance reservations, which they didn't mention. Um, they didn't it said me you had to make your reservations online before, and that wasn't mentioned because it said all it said in the brochure was get there early in order to participate, and we got there, and they said, and it was like only like an hour after the park opened, and they were like, nope, it's full. You can't, and like, this is like a fourth of the park. Huh. So that was, so then there, and then we did all the haunted houses in like two hours. It was. So then what did you do? Just go on rides? We actually went to the Elvira show. <laughs> Where's that? It was at, in, in the, in the Charles, in the birdcage. Well, now oh, it's the okay, Charles okay, Schultz Theater. And um, and, it's, and it was it was funny because in the middle of the show, like it was with all these high school kids, and you could tell they were like Elvira boobs. And then Mike, <laughs> Mike looked up Elvira on Wikipedia and just scrolled down to where it said she was sixty three and showed it to all of. He's like, you might want to slow your roll there. This lady could be your grandma. So wait, this is like the original Elvira? It's Elvira, yeah, it's her. Oh, I she's, thought it was like a no. It's still Cassandra Peterson, and I gotta say, like, it's crazy that she still looks the way she does because she is huh. sixty three years old. That's like almost as old as my mom, <laughs> and she's up there in like lingerie and all these skimpy outfits and singing. And but it was they did it did it was more of a like circus variety show. So huh. they had like all kinds of different. They had like this cool um, sword swallower guy. So they had a sword swallower guy, and he also swallowed. So he swallowed a bunch of swords, which is just just seeing it in person is crazy. Right? That there's people that do that. Um, and then he also like swallowed, like he blew up, like this. He swallowed a balloon and like just swallowed it, like a <laughs> giant soup. And I'm like, that cannot be comfortable. <laughs> but that was cool. And then they had like this contortionist lady, and then some other things. Huh. So Do they have that cool. lizard guy? No. When we went to Not Scary Farm, they we watched the show with like the lizard guy. Remember? They also used to have Ed Alonzo, which he hasn't been there lately. Who's that? He was Max in Say by the Bell. Oh, owner of the Max, and he does magic tricks. Oh, that's cool. Um, he's a very talented magician. Huh. Um, he also juggles that. chainsaws. Really? Yeah. Stuff like that. Did a lot of different juggling and other tricks. So, but it was, it was that part was cool. And the houses that they did have were cool. The new ones were good. Um, like everything, there was nothing like, it was just, there was just way less this year. It was kind of a letdown. What was your favorite and, that they did have? Um, it was one from that they had last year. It was this, it's called Nevermore. And it's like this, you're in the serial killer's like lair and all of his kills were like patterned after um, Edgar Allan Poe poems, so there's like hmm. the Raven and like the That's pit cool. and the Pendulum, and it's really cool. Um, there's also there was a new one this year called Voodoo that had multiple paths, like that was kind of cool. It looks really good. Huh. Um, that one was cool. There's a lot of good ones. It just was kind of again short, and also so um, the other thing. Um. So they didn't even do anything. I think the whole haunted ride thing is pretty much over because 
they as, as as I pointed out last year, they can't have people in the rides anymore. Right. So now they just kind of dress up the ride, and it's not nearly as good. Like the they did the um, they didn't even do the log ride this year. They did um, the mine train, and they just made it like it's just they changed up some of the animatronics, and they had the witch in it and stuff. But since there's no actual live people, it's just right. not scary. Um, but I didn't get to see they have all new animatronics in the um mine train and they actually look like really good really permanently new yeah i don't know how i feel about that though did that in the log ride too well the animatronics the old ones were just like they didn't really move very much kind of a dummy with a these ones are like actual like disney style like pirates of the caribbean like fully articulated yeah but part of the the charm of that was that it was so old school yeah. <sighs> I don't like things changing. <laughs> eh. Well, anyways, I was the whole it was a bit of a letdown. Huh. The experience. And it also it just gets so crowded. Like I remember they used to like cap it and sell out. It's very clear that they don't do that anymore. Right. Cuz it just gets in. so crowded. It's still entertaining to me and Janelle and I were talking about this. That Mike brings his church youth groups every year to it. Because, like, when I was a kid, like, we basically were told at church, like, you know, this it's evil and you could never go to, like, a haunted house. or You know, I mean, churches, like, had alternate, you know, alternative things so you would not do well, he has, Halloween were, he's, stuff. He's always had problems with, like, some kids can't. Like, he had a kid this year that couldn't go because his parents right. wouldn't let him. But I think it's cool that he manages to pull it off every year. So other than that, he's like, "Stop being dumb." <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun thing to do. Although I don't know, um, the the kids that we brought, they seemed like they were kind of into it. Just in, That's good. So yeah. Um. All right. Well, back to book corner. Yes. Yes. So I I'm 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 behind on the book club now because I haven't gotten the books. That's okay. You have time. I've been to the library. I've been very busy. So I've just been reading the books that I have. Sorry. That's okay. I'll probably have lots more time to read once I get all settled in since I don't know what my, like, whole internet... Like, I know I'll have internet, but I know with hotel internet, it's always iffy as far as, like, streaming things and... Yeah. So I don't know how much of... I don't know my whole situation is going to be like that when I move, but... So I'll probably be able to do a lot more reading... So I finished The World According to Garp. Um, it's really good. Um, there's a lot of similarities to Owen Meany. Huh. Um, but it's also, it's 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 different enough that it's a really good story. It's very, hu- it's very entertaining and funny, but it's also really sad and surprisingly, like, graphic. Really? Um, yeah. There was a little bit of that in Owen Meany, but well, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of that in Garp, but I mean, it's not. It's it's just it's entertaining to me when I find out when I read things like this is like a national bestseller, and there's like graphic rape in it and stuff. Huh. And I'm always just weird. I just always weirds me out like about people's the popular sensibilities because like this was a bestseller, and I'm sure people have this in their house. Like I'm sure my mom's read this book, and then like they're offended, and then they like get offended at other things. It's like when I, <laughs> it's like the whole like, it's just weird that thing people things that the majority of people get offended about, and then that don't 
seem to offend people. It's weird to me. Like uh, I know what you're thinking of is fifty. I'm thinking Shades of, of dragon Grey. tattoo. Oh, okay. I'd say I haven't. I don't know because that that's even, like extremely graphic and like super. Like not that I have a problem with it, but it's just weird that people that I would think normally would have a problem with these kind of things are like, "This is great." I'm like, <laughs> right. What? Double standard. So that kind of, but it's. I mean, it's really good. It's a good. It's definitely worth reading. I enjoyed it. Um, that's cool. And then I also read the con. I finished the Console Wars, which yeah, was really phenomenal. Good. It's so good, and it's also like just so crazy to think like what might have been like <laughs> that if Sega had figured if if Sega had figured their stuff out they could have completely destroyed Nintendo <laughs> and instead they came out with the 32X and the Saturn and just destroyed themselves because they did like five consoles in a couple of years or something stupid like well, that Well that was their big that was their big well, because basically Sega had deals first to work with Sony and then to work with um, the people that ended up doing the N64 chip. Right. They had both of those deals, and Sega of Japan said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going with the Saturn. And it's just, yeah, the Silicon Graphics chip. So they could have had both of those things and... and uh, and then and then Sega of Japan said no, and so they didn't. And yeah, and like it's just it's just it's so crazy that at the end, like Kalinsky, um, the guy that ran Sega, like he knew that the 32X and Saturn were both going to fail, but because Sega of Japan, like they had to do what they wanted to do, right? And and so that's what it just killed them. They like got destroyed. And then also the resurgence, like they're like Sega of Japan, like. They're like, we're done with the Genesis. And he's like, well, we still have plenty of life in this. Because that's when Nintendo had the resurgence of the Super Nintendo. They came out with Donkey Kong Country and Killer Instinct, like those rare games right. that basically finished off. Like that's how they won, like, won the 16-bit awards, you know. And, and then just all those stories are so crazy. Like... And and the story of like they go a little bit into like Super Mario Brothers and how like that movie like just how that movie collapsed. Oh gosh! And um, just other that could have been really, it right there. That movie was bad enough to sink the whole thing. Really amazing stories. Like it's crazy how exactly as Josh pointed out, it's crazy how petty Japanese companies were. Like <laughs> it's it's crazy the reason why some of these things happen. Um, so Josh recommends next. I got to put. I got to put this game over. Press start to continue. It's a story of Nintendo in super depth. Um, so that's cool, and it got me on like this whole big kick. So I've been reading a lot of like video game. Um, yeah, it did. It did show like Nintendo had some great leadership that they because their their whole strategy of just the fact that they never like got like roped into that whole war with Sega was eventually what like kept them afloat because they just did what they did best and they stuck to making great games and not getting sucked into the hardware wars, you know, and doing it on their own time. And that's kind of where they were able to. Yeah. That's that's still how they roll, you know? (laughs) So, but they also made some really like crazy decision. Yeah. They have, they do have some, 
Yeah. Like their their policies with like their some of their like it's not a it's not a surprise to me that they that their like their relationships with third party and retailers like are very strained because of like some of the things that they've done. Yeah. Um Yeah, like there's there's a very it's a very like it's very obvious why third parties don't want to work with Nintendo anymore. But at the same time, had they not done that, we might not have a video game industry in the same way. It's true. I mean, that's their whole logic behind it. But it's also at some point, like they're they could have compromised a little bit, and it, things probably would have been much better for them. That's very possible. But their unwillingness to compromise at all has gotten them into the position. They are now. So, Which is, I mean, depending on how you look at it, a good one or a bad one. I guess. <laughs> so, um, but it's also crazy just, like, all the things, like, all the battles. Like, when, like it, I mean, it didn't surprise me, like, all this, like, like for instance, the whole... Um, the whole like Senate hearings and the fact that Nintendo was the reason why the whole like Nintendo gave out copies. They made a VHS tape of all the like bad scenes of night trap. And they (laughs) were the ones that gave that to the Senate, like stuff like that is just (laughs) crazy. Um, So they played, they just played in their own way. They still did their, they did their own um, things. And then you have the whole like Sega, backing Tengen during that whole battle. Right. Which is crazy. Um just some of the other like war. Like they were really at war. Like war. <laughs> um there were some funny stories. Um so m- one of my favorite characters in this whole story and I already um I have a picture in my head of um so it's Steve Race he was um he was in charge of the um he was one of the key guys at Sega during the beginning of Se- the Sega's resurgence and then he left and he ended up being the president of of SC of he went to Sony um and he's the one that gave the famous 299 speech Okay You know about that right I don't the know first that, E3 no. Okay well the well, this is one of the greatest stories in video game history where um Sega comes up and Basically, Sega of Japan forced um, Sega of America to push up the release of the Saturn, which basically killed the Saturn because they alienated all the retailers because because they pushed it up, they didn't have enough units. And instead of just giving a few units to all the retailers, they ended up um, giving a bunch of units to like the big retailers. And then some retailers didn't get any units at all. Okay. And then they also didn't have nearly as many games. And it basically ruined the all because they wanted to launch ahead of Sony because that their logic was well we launched Genesis first and that worked so this is going to work and so despite Kalinske saying no this is terrible they just went ahead and did it and so Kalinske gets up there and does this whole big thing talking about the Saturn and they launched this and they're like oh and by the way it's available right now and so everybody (laughs) went crazy. And they're like, and it's two, it's three ninety nine. So then, the next night was Sony's presentation, and Steve, this guy Steve Race gets up. So first they give a whole big thing about Sony, and then he's like, oh, and here's the president, um, Steve Race. To um, he's going to say a few things, and he just gets up, and all he says is, 
two ninety nine, and then he gets <laughs> off the stage. And that was it, and that was done, and that was the end of the. That was the end of Sega. That was it was over, like, just like that. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, but the other thing that I found out about this, so Steve Race, I have this vision in my head that he's played by um. That he, they, I think they're they're doing a movie, right? Um, so they're doing both a documentary and a live action movie, um, and so I, I my casting suggestion because I don't know why it just seems probably because of House of Cards and also kind of because of Parks and Recreation. So I would I just see that um, Steve Race as um, Ben Schwartz, the guy who plays John Ralphio. <laughs> okay, he just see it's very it seems like that kind I can of see guy. That. Like some of his antics. So one of the things he did <laughs> was, so in addition to doing that, he also, um, so Howard Lincoln from Nintendo is like a show of courtesy, had invited, sent him an invitation to their um, E3 party. And um, Steve Race basically made photocopies of the invitation and gave it to some Nintendo interns. And they just went to like, downtown los angeles and like gave out these like gave basically gave all these invitations to like homeless people <laughs> so their party got crashed by all these homeless people and like just weirdos <laughs> and general totally public so that was kind of awesome um they also like defaced all the sonic stuff and put a giant um psx like logo in the pool like they did all kinds of stuff like that um but then it's crazy because then then so then the playstation destroyed everybody and then a year later um sony like fired all of those people that were responsible for the playstation launch huh. I wonder why. And nobody knows for sure what happened like nobody knows the for sure the true story about what happened with that um race and interviews because i read some interviews with race about it he basically says we weren't japanese so that's why they fired us (laughs) which that again goes to like i mean there was even a forbes article that was basically um the forbes article was called great job you're fired and that's basically (laughs) what happened like because within in one swoop they fired steve race they fired olaf olafson who was like the whole reason why the playstation happened and like that whole thing just seems crazy so uh, even sony did weird stuff huh oh dude how yeah there's um howard phillips is they they go there's a whole section of like when howard phillips left nintendo like really um it sounds like they treated howard phillips like terribly like because he wanted Hmm. to be a developer he wanted to develop video games and he probably would have been really good at it and they were just not interested (laughs) they're like you need to be our poster boy (laughs) <laughs> you've got the and, bow tie um they were basically like dance monkey like that was basically he became like and it, like um he like he's res- howard phillips was responsible for a lot of like nintendo's early game development and like like what games to import and like right like because nobody at nintendo in those early days really knew a whole lot about games like a nintendo of america and um and and he was like their expert but it seems like they never took him seriously huh. and um it was crazy how close he went 
I feel like he came so close to jumping to Sega, like at the peak. If that had happened, that would have been nuts. Like I'm if, still if, bummed we haven't gotten him to be, get on our show yet. Have you emailed him again at all? It's been a long, long time. I haven't. That would be. I would love to have him. I would love it. Well, maybe we'll maybe we should try again. Now that you've read this, you're like it's it's fresh. I don't know. It would be cool. You should definitely try that. Again. All right, I'll look back into it. I don't know if he's still around. Right. So I finished that book. It's really good. Yep. Um, and I'm still so now I'm currently reading. Um, still reading, still reading Jam. Jam. And then um, I finally got my. Um, so I finally got my. Uh, um, Copy yes. of the uh, of the um, Dresden Files. I had to wait for it to be on off reserve again. Okay, um, is it the so, next one. So I'm reading um, Blood Rights. It's like the sixth one, I think. How many are there? Well, he's written like twelve of them, I think. Okay. So there's a lot. They're really good. That's really, cool. Really good. Well, you're still okay on the book club. We, in fact. I, I kind of started reading it early. Officially, according to the schedule on Goodreads, today is the day that we start The Great Brain. So, um, you, And you technically have until Halloween to finish the first book and still be on schedule. So you're okay. Mm. Um, I won't go into it too much since that's uh, you haven't read it yet. But I finished the first book and um, I started the second one. And it's really, really good. I think you're going to like it. And it's illustrated by Mercer Mayer, and it's really cool. So, anyway, that being said, if you would like to join our book club, you should totally do that by going to our website, click on the book club link, and uh, join our Goodreads book club, because it's fun. And you can know what books we're talking about. And that's it. All right. (laughs) All right. New movies. Oh, wait, one thing. I got one quick music thing. Oh. I have to tell you what I found at the at the thrift store actually yesterday. Ooh, thrift store. And uh, so I was going through the uh, bargain vinyl bin, as I am wont to do. And uh, I found this record, and it's in really good shape. And it's called uh, Chopin a la Moog. So okay. It's nice. All, all Moog, you know, like the electronic uh, synthesizer yeah. Moog, you know. And it's playing Chopin, you know, classical music, and it's from 1970, and it's awesome. Nice. Yeah. It's all, like, old. I mean, oh, it, I don't know. I can't even describe. If you don't, if that doesn't sound appealing, it probably won't be to you, but if that does, sounds appealing at all, it's really, really awesome, and I've kind of been listening to it all day today since then, so I was really excited about that. Cool. So, yeah, that's my find. All right. Now, new movies. Now new movies. New movies. I went and saw a movie in the theater this week. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, we saw My Little Pony Equestria Girls Rainbow Rocks. How was that? <laughs> uh, it was exactly what you'd think it was. It was My Little Ponies, and they were in an alternate universe where they look like people sometimes. And uh, Audrey absolutely loved it, and so it was all worth it. And Luke was a good sport about it, too. So <laughs> Luke tolerated it. But, yeah, we had to go quite a bit out of our way to uh, to see it. It was down in San Diego, so we made a trip out of it. But 
Um, it was good. And you are the one that told me about it. I wouldn't have even known it was happening. So it's a good thing you did because you really liked it. And it was a good, like, early birthday present for Audrey. So that's the uh, that's the only movie I got to see this week in the theater. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, Steve says, speaking of thrift stores, <laughs> I found a framed Haunted Mansion ride poster for $30 and a Luigi Flying Tires hat for $6. Nice. Which is normally $25 at California Venture. <laughs> and then he also asked, Phil, are you now a brony? No, I'm not a brony. I, uh, I am a dad who has a daughter who likes it, and I am a good sport she about really it. She really loves My Little Pony. She really, really does. It was, I mean, it wasn't, it's not horrible. It's, you know, it, it, it's, the songs are kind of catchy and whatever, but... I would definitely never, ever watch it if it weren't for the fact that my daughter wanted me to watch it, uh, go see a movie. And she didn't know. It was cool. She didn't know we were doing it. We told her we had a surprise because we wanted to make sure we could get tickets and stuff. So we showed up at the theater, and then she, she was like, what are we doing here? And then she saw the you know the movie listing and saw the picture, and she just started flipping out. So it's really fun to surprise them like that. So it was worth it, even if I did have to watch a whole My a Little Pony Pony. <laughs> Pop-ony. I'm a pop pony. There you go. There's a lot of us. That's a big group. That people that know probably as much about them as the bronies do, but are not obsessed for their own sake. So yeah, because I could go toe to toe on My Little Pony trivia with a brony. I would venture to say, but not because of my own interests. So take that sure. as you will. <laughs> All right. What have you been watching? Um, usual WWE Network. Um, I finished the MGM Studios run of Monday Nitro. Oh, nice. Yeah, where they're doing it outside. Um, which is still, I just can't imagine. Like, there was one where you could tell it was, like, particularly hot outside. Because <laughs> everybody was just, like, the announcers were, like, just drenched in sweat. You could <laughs> tell, like... There's just like weird, like one of them, at first I'm like, what is, what's on his shirt? And I noticed like, like one of the older refs, like it was like one of the older announcers and it was just like sweat stains like all <laughs> over. And, and like you could, like I just can't imagine what that would like wrestling Dude. in that. No, Ugh. I can't either. Um, and then I also discovered that uh, today that, um, because Netflix on my TV, like the built-in app, like just yeah. stopped working. Which I read about a lot of those. The problem with those built-in TV apps is a lot of them, after a period of time, they stop updating them. Oh. And then, like, they stop working. <laughs> um, and so so it's, so it's I just – so the Amazon one is still working. So I was watching some Amazon shows on it. And I found out that Batman the Animated Series is on Amazon. Really? So I watched – a couple episodes. Um, it cool. almost threw me off because the intro forum is not the um, normal Batman animated series intro. It's the Batman Superman Adventures intro, but it's still the original episodes of the show. Like I checked. Huh. I wonder why they did that. Well, I think it's just the ones that they got for the streaming are from when they were airing the episodes under the Batman Superman Adventures. Oh, so it's not all guys. like the whole series is not on there. Um, I don't think so. It just uh, the one I could find was volume one, which is like the first twenty three episodes. Okay, but I still almost was like, wait, this isn't Batman animated series. This is Batman Superman Adventures. But then it's still the f- Batman animated series cool. episodes. 
I'll have to check that out. And I have not really watched good. that in a long time. It holds up. Holds up. It holds up. I I have um, not seen that since I was a kid, so I might have to look into that. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Uh, we've been watching more Fringe. Of course, more of What's My Line. Um, that's something I watch on a regular basis. I also, mm-hmm. uh, not, I didn't put this on here, but my other obsession this week has been uh, watching uh, televangelist stuff. Like, <laughs> not like in sincerity, but people that have like collected it and edited it to point out how ridiculous it is. Yeah. For whatever reason, I got a kick on this. And I found this guy who his, he has an entire YouTube channel. He takes all these like ridiculous televangelist stuff and edits them together by theme. Like, for instance, uh, one of the episodes is all about them selling prayer cloths, right? And so they have all these things. But one of the things that they all do is they get like a word from the Lord and they like start twitching and then like, oh, oh like, you know, making weird sounds. And every episode he has edited it. So when they do those weird sounds, they make fart noises. Oh, I, that's that's been on the that's like forever. It's, it's been around for a while. That but was I'm like viral you. for that was viral like years ago. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a new channel and he's like reloading it up again. And I'm telling you, I, I'm not saying it's the new thing. I'm saying it's what I've been obsessed with this that week. That was like pre YouTube. It's it's great. It's fantastic. And that led me to finding a whole bunch of other stuff. I've also been watching a lot of Joe Bob Briggs uh, God stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that he did that on like early Daily Show. Yeah. And he did some like uh, local access stuff mm-hmm. like that too. Yeah. So I forgot to put that. In. That's that's been kind of another just ridiculous hole that I've fallen into. And okay. then finally, we uh, red boxed a movie. Well, I guess it was a mini series or two part series, whatever, called Houdini, um, mm-hmm. which stars Adrian Brody. Was it good? You've... It's actually it's pretty good. I mean. It's definitely like, you know, miniseries quality. It's not So this isn't the Tony Curtis movie? No. Okay. No, this is uh it's it I think it just came out, I mean, on DVD or whatever, but you know, it, it was this year. And it's it's pretty good. Again, it's, you know, it definitely has some television quality aspects to it, but um if you're interested in Houdini or magic at all, it's it's pretty cool. So, yeah. That's my on demand. Does it go into like him? What is it like about? Is it like just his life or? Yeah, I mean it's 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 two and a half hours or does something. It, so does it go into like when he because he was a huge um, spiritualism debunker? Uh, it does not cover that as much. I mean, it kind of dances around it a bit because that was like when I found that out. Like I got really into Houdini. Like that was like one of his big things. It doesn't go around. into that so much, but like when someone asks him about it, he tells them it's a trick. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely that's the angle he comes at, but it doesn't cover his activity doing that so much. Um, it's more about him. I, I don't know. I haven't, like, we just also, watched it. Also, did you today. know that spiritualism is still pretty strong in the Midwest, which is crazy? Well, it doesn't totally surprise me. I, 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 dude, I, I, when I was out there, I saw some crazy stuff, man. Well, it's I went also... to a whole thing one time, and um, and like some of the pictures that they showed, I'm like, these are clearly fake. Yeah. Well, it's also that where like the televangelist stuff is big, you know, a lot, and the stuff they do is just as ridiculous as any of that. As Steve Espinosa stuff. points out, like. Long Island medium is a thing, so pretty much anything. Yeah, like a, exactly. If that can be a thing, then I guess it's nothing should surprise me. No, 
not at all. But makes for uh, entertaining stuff in movies. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's pretty good. How about your okay. Netflix? Well, still watching Best of Raw SmackDown. Um, as that was my moving right thing thing to watch while I was packing boxes. Um, I also watched Snow Day, which if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. I have watched um, it. And watching it again after just recently going to one of the Pete and Pete reunions, uh-huh. even more just if you watch, it's even better when you watch it, like just thinking this is a Pete and Pete movie. Yep. And because the little sister just replaced that with little Pete and the best friend is just, just think of that as Ellen. Like, and that was when they, Pete and Ellen were going to get together. It totally makes sense. That was going to be the big reveal. Like when Pete and Ellen were finally going to get together. Um, and like, but even like, so bus driver Stu, the guy that plays bus driver Stu is the principal. Yeah. It's always getting hit by snowballs and it's got Chevy Chase and Chris Elliott. It's a really good movie. I highly enjoy it. And you can totally, yeah, it's. It's I mean, got that sensibility. It does. It really does. It's great. It's it's one that I've had on VHS for a long time, and I actually upgraded to DVD. So, <laughs> and as a as a as a if somebody as a Pete and Pete fan, it's a must. Yeah, watch because that's it was a Pete and Pete movie, and then they altered it. But you can still the, the it's definitely still has that feel. Spirit it's like when there. you watch. It's like when you watch Drill Bit Taylor. And once you know that it was, it came from a John Hughes script. It's it, you can you can you can definitely like with that knowledge, you can kind of fill in those gaps. Yeah, and then it it made me appreciate that movie a lot more. Because that movie, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, but, but if you watch it through those, spirit, uh, knowing yes, that it's a yes. John Hughes movie. Now. Speaking of Chevy Chase, I'm sure you've heard the vacation news this week. Yes. Well, that oh that um that uh that it, there that um Sam Levine and uh, Martin Starr are going to be yes as well. That it's going to be yeah. a mini freaks a mini a, geeks reunion a little geeks reunion all three because it's written and I don't know if it's going to be directed by but at least written well, by John Francis Daly's wrote it and I think is he's he directing really, it. I don't know if he's directing it, but he's definitely he wrote it. He definitely wrote it. They're going to be in it, and Chevy Chase is in it. This is my dream come true, and Beverly D'Angelo, of course. So it's my dream come true. It's another vacation movie, and written by a geek with freaks and geeks. Pretty exciting. It's going to be the best movie, so I'm very excited about that. Um. All right, carry on. I also was looking for like a new show to watch. And so I started watching Doomsday Preppers. Yeah. Is that um, it's, entertaining? It's fascinating, but it's also like, I don't know. I feel like of all the shows that I've ever watched, this is definitely like, hey, look at this crazy person. <laughs> like, and it kind of made me feel a little bit bad because I'm just <laughs> like, these people are crazy. Like, you, crazy. How do they stretch that into, like, an entire show? I don't understand. Well, okay, so they have... Is. The episode that I watched, there was three different people. There was three different preppers. They show out all their plans, and then they have, like... Then they'll bring in, like, the 
pro preppers and they evaluate them and show how they could be better, which to me seems like a horrible idea because not only are you like, like, hey, look at this crazy person. They're like encouraging them. Yeah, they're just reinforcing that. Because they're like, because this one, they're like, you need to have more food in different places. They're like, okay, now we just put, we made food caches all over the place. And like, and then this is the craziest one. So I, I only watched the first episode. And I'll probably watch more because it's fascinating. But, um, yeah, no, you avoid humanity this way. Like, exactly. <laughs> um, there's the, So one of them, the weirdest one was this dude. And basically his whole thing was like, I'm not prep. I'm not going to be holed up in my house. I'm going to be out in the open because I don't, you know, that's the way to do it. And so he's like trained himself. He like he's a botanist. And so he like knows. <laughs> so he's like one, but this is like in downtown Los Angeles, and he's like wandering around by the L.A. River and like eating plants and stuff, and like <laughs> and like starting like he's like he's like I got my fire building kit, and it seems like he's kind of rich because he like runs several farmers markets and like they show his house. So I'm like, so it's just some weirdo that likes to wander around L.A. and pretend to be a survivor <laughs> guy. And the, and, the, and the preppers advice, like the pro preppers are like, you have a pretty good strategy. You know what you need? You need guns. So they're basically like, <laughs> hey, give this crazy you hey, crazy, crazy person. person. You need to get some guns. And I'm like, don't tell this guy he needs to be carrying <laughs> some guns. First of all, that's I don't think that's illegal in California. And second of all, like, no, this guy doesn't need any guns. <laughs> that's so terrible like, that's, advice. So I'm like, this is kind of like that's like bad. They shouldn't be enabling these people. No. <laughs> so when this crazy guy in LA just starts shooting people, you can blame the show. You'll know. <laughs> um, they, it's it's the people. It's so nuts. And, like, when you hear why, because they tell you why they're prepping. And two of them, it was one of them, the, the one where this couple, like, they were just, it's couple. And also two of the three were in Texas. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, not totally surprising. So this one, it was this couple, and they live out in the middle of nowhere. And they built an entire fortress, basically fortress house, out of, um, out of, uh, out of um what are they shipping containers they're okay, like pretty okay. much indestructible which and i mean okay that's that's cool Makes so they sense. built it out of these shipping containers but then they spend their entire day all they do is prep they spend their entire day prepping they like all they do all day is like make food and can it and they're like canning like like just they have like 25 years worth of food but what is their job? Do and they're they like work? making chickens all day. I don't think I don't know, but that's all they do all day. So I'm like, if you, I don't know. It just proved to me how stupid this is because, like, how what's what's the point of continuing life in the like? Okay, so you're not enjoying your life now, so you can live in the apocalypse. Like, yeah, you like, enjoy don't you, it while it's just fun. enjoy your life while it's fun instead of because that's literally he says like they spend nine hours a day prepping food. And then the rest of their day, he's like working on new projects for like sustainable energy, and like they're they're comp- they have like a they capture all the methane and like all this other stuff. That's all they do all the time. So oh my like, gosh. so they're cr- these are crazy people. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like, what kind of life is that? That just sounds horrible. Do so they have kids? <laughs> yes. Oh, that see, that's the worst. If you want to be nutsos, be nutsos, but don't make your kids be nutsos. And I don't know. It's just like, ugh. 
but it's still kind of fascinating in you know in its own in those kind of like hoarders ways um yeah because it's just like hey here's a bunch of really crazy people <laughs> and you're enjoying their and oh yeah so they explain illness. what they think is going to happen and so this one guy he's convinced that like the earth is going to like the poles are going to reverse, which is something that happens every like whatever many years. But he's like, it's going to cause total chaos. Um, and this, and then the the L.A. guy is like earthquakes, like there's going to be a world destroying earthquake. And then wait, wait, say that word again. Earthquake. It's like okay, that's not that. what? It's earthquake, right? Earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's good. That's that's up there with restaurant. What? The earthquake. Okay. There's a long A that. sound in there. That's what I said. Earthquake. Oh, now you're saying it. Okay. Earthquake. <laughs> like it sounds like you're saying earth something fast. Earthquake. 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 <laughs> Chocolatey earthquake. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. Um, All right. Go so, on. I'll, I'll stop. And then the third lady. This, um. She's like, there's going to be an oil crisis because the Middle East is going to cut us off. And I'm like, well, you're just poorly educated. And that's sad because if any, she would know that these days we don't, we get hardly any of our oil in the Middle East. So her whole situation is total BS. She's like, Middle East is going to cut us off from oil and then they're not going to be any oil. And then civilization is going to shut down in three days. And I'm like, first of all, if we get cut off from our oil supply, Civilization is not going to shut down in three days. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And second of all, we get most of our oil. We don't get a lot of our. We don't get hardly any of our oil from the Middle East anymore for that reason. Yeah. Well. It's plus, just. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, don't I don't know. It's just so weird. It's so. What's the point of being so paranoid about it? That's what I don't. I mean, I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't have anything against like a basic survival. Like, plus, what kind of life you know, is that where you're stuff. eating canned chicken and like living in? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to live in the apocalypse. No, just, no. If that if that happens, then you know, oh well, it was it was a good life so far. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Also, it's really gross. Like these guys, they like they're. They're like canning all this like chicken and stuff, and I'm just like, what if, what if that like go, what if that all goes bad? I hope it all goes bad. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, botulism. I don't know. Botulism. <laughs> yeah. How how would that be? They spend all that time, you know, years of their lives preparing for it. Finally they're, happens, they're, and they're, they're all canning, excited. They're canning chicken, like whole, like they raise, they raise their own livestock, and they kill, like, and they, like I said, they spend like eight hours a day cooking and canning all this food. Ugh. And then they have a whole bug out plan, and they equipped all these buses, and they have an escape route and an undisclosed location. It is so nuts. Oh, man. And I'm like, these people are going to flip out over something like Ebola, end up killing a bunch of people. Yeah. And just being crazy in their whole, like, because they basically said, anybody that walks under our property is getting shot. I'm like, this is how Waco happens. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. Reality TV is not my thing. It reminded me of the whole Y2K thing. I remember my grandpa was really big into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think someone, I don't know if it was someone that my dad worked with or just someone he knew from the community, but they wound up 
like selling their property and moving up to Montana and they built like a bunker and like a bunch of guns and a bunch of food and just like hung out in a bunker for the last couple months before Y2K. How stupid do you think those people felt after nothing at all happened? Well, I remember like people, I remember people were even freaking out like on New Year's Eve and I'm like, hey, guess what? It's already January 1st, like in Australia. Yeah. seem all right. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? It just didn't ever make any sense to me. That the world was going to end. Because everything was going to shut down because all the computers were going to shut down. Yeah. Well, we were at a camp on New Year's that year. So I guess if it did happen, we would have been safe. (laughs) I worked New Year's Eve. And then I I was actually downtown with Mike. And then... um. It was. It started pouring, so we went home, and I think I went to bed early. <laughs> you didn't even wait up for Y2K to hit officially? I think I did, and then I immediately went to bed. Well, I just would love to have been there, like, the day after when those people realized they came out of their bunkers and realized nothing happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that radio pastor, that, that was... Ugh. He kept, like, saying specific dates when the rapture was going to happen. The sad part about that was I was reading about, um, I actually, during that time, there was, like, they were interviewing all these people, and I listened to a radio interview with these girls, they were, they were like, um, teenagers, and their parents, like, basically ruined their lives because they thought the world was going to end. Ugh. See, that's when it, like, sucks, because, like... For, like, these kids that get wrapped into all this craziness. Because their parents, like, pulled them out of school. And, like, they were just, like, all they were, like, they didn't, like, their parents, like, spent all their money. Like, they're, like, because they're, like, there isn't going to be, you don't need it anymore. Like, all this, like, they're basically, like, this, like, their dad spent all their money. And, like, they're, like, they're, like, basically homeless now um, because of all that (laughs) stuff. Oh, people are dumb. People are crazy. People are crazy. <laughs> All right, so you've been watching Bob's Burgers? Uh, actually, I don't think I only watched like one episode earlier this oh, week. Oh, you got to watch more. So I'm going to watch more. Special. Show. Watch more. Special. There was too many farting televangelists for me too to have time, I'm telling you. And I, I, I apparently I'm the one that thinks it's the most funny because I showed it to Matthew, my brother, and he was like, "Yeah, well, it was funny. funny." Like again, as Jasper, it was funny like ten years ago. It's still when funny it was to on me. when it was shared around on Bubs. Well, I missed it the first <laughs> time around, so I'm catching How did up. You miss it? It was everywhere. The farting preacher is everywhere. I don't know, but it's great, and he's got new ones now. So even if you did see it around then, <laughs> there's new farting preachers. Oh, there's a great one where this this one lady describes, she says the Holy Spirit is like a visible mist that you can see, which, I mean, her she's crazy. She doesn't even need, like, his stuff to help, but she claims that it's like a physical mist that you can see that gathers in the room, mm-hmm. so when she does the farting stuff, it actually shows a green mist <laughs> coming out of her green butt, mist. so, I mean, that's that's comedy gold there. Have you ever listened? If you want to listen to some real crazy, um, Benny Hinn's wife has some good quotes. Oh yeah, she's I the one that has the week. "You need a Holy Spirit enema." Yeah, right oh, up yeah. your rear end. Yep, I've seen that. Been watching some Bob Tilton. Some of the I classics. Still, I had that on. I think I had that on my computer. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you need Holy a Holy Spirit, Spirit enema. enema right up your rear end. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Were you? Did you? I keep 
can't remember. Did you come to the Benny Hinn thing yes, with us? At the pond? That yes. was crazy. Yeah. But the best part about that one was where he was he tried to knock over his daughter and she wouldn't, that she wouldn't go over. over. Yeah. <laughs> that but quiet fire. Quiet. I mean, and and then freaking that was when Soleil Moonfry got up yes, and said that Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster us all. said my mom touched the TV and then healed herself. <laughs> and I was like, Punky, no. <laughs> And then it got it just started getting really crazy, so we left. Yeah, it was like at first, I mean, because we went there to laugh at it because it was stupid, and we did. And then it just started feeling really uncomfortable when they were doing like yeah. the fake healings and stuff. And we're like, "Ugh, this is gross. We should this leave." Is getting nuts. <laughs> like I just remember because we took my brother because this is my fresh no sophomore year. Yeah. So he comes to like visit me at my the Christian college we went to, and we took him out to this televangelist thing and. And, and then I remember Jeb was and so weirded out. Moss stole some street signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for their room. So he's like, oh, this is the school you go to. I'm like, yeah, it's yep. cool. <laughs> we go to Benny Hinn rallies and steal street signs. That's right. Um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun, but also really horrible oh, and weird. <laughs> Steve, you should have taken one of you guys in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm sure all those people are pre. So like, I, we should have been like, what? Heal me. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on, guy. No, we would have never gotten to the front. I, they they know exactly what they're doing. It's not. There's no guess. Well, I mean, there's guesswork to a certain degree, but there's they know what they're doing, and they don't have to. You could have done I mean, like a big Lebowski thing. <laughs> yeah, Goldberger. Um, no matter what, like even if they do stuff that totally disproves them and shows how they're complete liars, people still people buy don't into care. it. People still. Doesn't, that money, doesn't stop money. anything. It's horrible. But also entertaining. All right. So well, do you want to do the retro thing, or do you want to do Nintendo Power, or we could do both? Um, do I, Wait, what retro thing? You know how last week we had the rarest and most oh, valuable Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. GameCube games. This week I got the rarest and most valuable NES games. No, we need to do that too. Okay, so we I want to do that. Go. That was fun. I want to do that again. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to do Nintendo Power? Do that first. Okay, so I have here. These haven't been updated in a while, but I just think it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, that's cool. so. These are from RacketBoy.com, and I just wanted to see how many of these Phil had because Phil has quite the collection of games. All right, this is NES. So games. these are the rarest and most valuable NES games. Um, again, these haven't been updated since like 2010. So that's so. okay. It, it gives us an so idea. Here in the limited edition collectible selection, I'm pretty sure you don't have any of these. You've got the um, gold world championships cartridges. Yeah, none of that. The campus challenge cartridges. No, nope, I'm aware of, but don't have the gray world championships. So you're, I mean, these are thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, then you've got the unlicensed games, which I know you do have some of the. Uh, Wisdom Soft or The whatever. Wisdom Tree, yes. Yeah. Well, those aren't on here, but we got Myriad 6-in-1. No. So these no. are those. There's also the Caltran. These are the Caltron 6-in-1. Do you remember these? I, well, I, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I know about them. I had a friend that had a couple of these. And then I remember, I also remember hearing about this in school. 
There was also um, there was the adult Nintendo games. Oh yeah, like um, Custer's Last Stand or something well, like that. Well, that was for Atari. Atari games. These are Nintendo. But yeah, same kind of thing though. This was one was Bubble Bath Babes. Because <laughs> oh, I remember, like, I remember a kid talking about it, and I did not believe him. Because I remember oh, this yeah. kid's like, my dad has a game called Bubble Bath Babes. <laughs> and I'm like, what? No, like that's bogus. And so, I, but I think his dad really did have this. <laughs> yeah. um, so here's what they're saying here. So these ones were made by these are third party unlicensed like dumb adult games, right? And the reason why, but they're like so the games are packaged in VHS movie cases, and so there's probably a lot of these lying around, but they're in movie cases, and you're probably gonna have to go to some un <laughs> the CD places to <laughs> find them. <laughs> but yeah, so there's like there's Bubble Bath Babes. Peekaboo Poker and Hot <laughs> Slots. <laughs> no, I do not have any of those. <clears throat> um, Cheetah Man Two. Again, so, I, I'm aware of, but definitely do this not. This one is have. a bad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoff. Yep. Wasn't um, is that the one? One of them's in like a light blue case, right? Yeah, that's this one. That's the one. That's what I thought. It's the most unplay. This is. Known as one of the most unplayable games of all time. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Then you have, okay, here's the treasured standard USA releases. Okay. Um, so number one, of course, is Stadium Events. Correct. Which was recalled and then re-released right. as World Class Track Meet. I have I World Class Track Meet, of course, but do not have that. Um, okay, here's one. I didn't even know this existed, but it turned out it was... Um, towards the very, a lot of these are towards the very end of NES, an NES lifespan. Right. Um, so the first one, Bubble Bobble Part Two. Yeah, I, I do not have that one. Man, there's, I don't have a lot of these NES ones. Um. Okay, Little Samson. Nope. It says this is a gem of a platformer developed by Tato to try and mimic the huge success of other platforming games. Um. It's a it's one of those ones. Yeah. Okay, then we got the um here's another one that was like towards the very this was um re, towards the end of the NES um I guess towards the end of the NES lifespan, um a lot of companies released games exclusively to rental, like just like to Blockbuster and oh, stuff. Oh right, okay. So this is one of those. The Flintstones, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak. I do not have that either. One hundred twenty to one hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Um, then we've got uh, Bonk's Adventure. See, because I don't have that because that one was on. Uh, uh, what is it? It was Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics. Then it was released port- on Nintendo. Yeah. I do not have that either. Wow. I don't know. You're not doing some. I'm, I'm not doing. Okay. I did much Josh better. Josh has the some video game trivia. Okay. I haven't played. Josh Wii U has been playing Wii U the whole time. time. What have you been playing? There you go. You playing Hyrule Warriors? Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. Do you like it? Does it hold up to your Dynasty Warrior standards? It's awesome, he says. Okay, here we go. Ooh, I I didn't have this game, but I rented it a bunch, and I really liked it, and it was awesome in the arcade. Snow Brothers. I do not have that either. That's it's like bubble bobble but with snow. I again, these are all ones I've definitely heard of, but 
Yeah. You're stumping okay. me. Here we go. Fire and ice. Nope. You know and what you know what? Is? When in the days of when GameStop was like, you know, stopping selling their NES cartridges and I was buying them up like crazy, I could have gotten that. I remember seeing it in like the bargain bin and I didn't know what it was, so I did not pick it up. That's a dumb kind of wish I had now. I bought a, a lot of NES item. games. Then and too. you know what it is? This is I think this is why it didn't do as well. It's the sequel to Solomon's Key. Yeah. Which Solomon's Key is a great game. And I have Solomon's Key. But nobody I don't think a lot of people knew what it was. Yeah, it wasn't like nobody I didn't know what it was. Fire and Ice. It's a really good game. Um, all right, here's another one. Um, DuckTales 2. Nope. Nope. All right. I also ooh, Josh says he looked up Snow Bros is like $175 used right now. Yeah. I remember it was not it had a very limited release. I've never even played DuckTales 2. Again, I knew it existed, but... It's really hard. (laughs) I remember that. All right, what's next? Um, Stack Up. Is that the... um, That's the robot one, right? Yep. Yes, I have that. I have both the robot ones. The Gyromite is the other one. Do you have the pieces? I do not have the pieces, nor do I have the robot. Because... So, the game itself isn't very rare can be found for about 15 bucks but it's very hard to find in complete condition with all the pieces okay well i don't have that i just have the cartridge <laughs> because again i think the cartridge when i got it when it was everything was on clearance i probably spent a dollar or less on it you know just all so right. i could say i had it now we have the most rare and valuable widely released sports game okay pro sport hockey huh this is the only NHL licensed game on the NES. Really? Don't have that either. All right. Last one. And then we got some other minor ones. But um, So last one on the big list is uh, Dragon Warrior 4. Ooh, I've seen that many times, but it's always expensive. I've never seen that for a good deal. I don't have it. I failed. I failed the NES one. Man. And have a single one. See you later, Josh. We will definitely see you on Saturday. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget, everybody, be sure to go to extradamage.com. Donate to The Extra Life for charity. And click the banner on extradamage.com and support us. And Phil and I will be on the stream starting at 7 p.m. But the stream starts at 8 a.m. Saturday, and they'll be doing a lot of cool stuff. Last year, they even had some... um, them some developer interviews and playing a bunch of cool games um there's there was a lot of i remember ended up buying a few games because the games they were showing off um oh yeah josh went to indicate how was it oh yes tell us met a dev developer a dev um, sorry yeah he's telling us good things in the chat he gave us an early version of a wii u game Ooh. So we, we get, get to, to play, play it. it. We get to play it on the uh, during the stream. So that'll be cool. Do we get to know? Oh, I'm so excited! All right. So if you want to find out what it is, you have to uh, participate in. It's like competitive joust. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. All right. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, so going back to this list, there's some. Do you have any Famicom games? 
Um, I have just the one. Um, you have Lost Levels. Which is the Lost Levels one, and Super I have Marvel, that. So it's the actual Super Marvel 2. Right. And I have it on, you know, I have the little adapter thing to go with it. That's the only one I've ever actually gotten. So the Japanese ones that are, like, super rare are one of the one of the muscle games. There's, like, a gold tag cartridge, and there was only eight of them made. Huh. So it's, like, $9,000. Um, Mega Man 4 Gold Cartridge. Rockman 4. Rockman, of course. Um, Uranoid. Is that like the noise? Obaki no Q Teru Wan Wan Panic Present Version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) Maimon Dyson Yakubu Gold Cartridge. Yeah, yeah. Have all those, Um, sure. (laughs) Kluklu Land. Wait, but the Japanese version? Yeah, this is the disc. These are disc games. Oh, uh, okay. Disc system. So like Zelda. Well, I have I have those games. If you have the disc system one, it's worth a thousand bucks. I Subtle. do not. Um, all right. Um, well, moving on to rare games at affordable prices. You might have some of these. Okay, yes. This might be more my category here, I guess. These have a rarity greater than six, but routinely sell for less than $30. If you are a Nest collector and see a box or sealed copy of any of these on eBay for a low price, you might want to snatch them up. You may never see them again. So this okay. is this is here we go. Um, wacky races. No, no, nope. Don't have it. All right, the Jungle Book. Nope. Is that a Capcom Nobu, one? I don't know. Nobunaga's Ambition 2. I do. Yes, I do. I have both 1 and 2. And what are those I, games? I've never um, played them. They're complicated. Because I got that and... and uh, What's the other one? It's not Shogun. They're similar. I mean, they're just really complicated like simulator things that... Okay. I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. I have had a lot of fun messing around with it, but it's... Uh, yeah. Okay, we got um, Puznik... No. Miss Pac-Man. I believe I do have Miss Pac-Man. I'm going to say yes, but I can't remember if it's the Tengen one or something. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's two different versions of it. Race America. No. The Jetsons Cogswell's Caper. No, a lot of licensed ones. Kicks, like QI. QIX, I do have that. Oh, that's a great game. I have that and the Game Boy version. Um, we also got Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yep, have that. Jimmy Connors Tennis. Nope. Galaxy 5000. No. Never heard of that. Hattress. Hattress. No, I don't, actually. I remember Hattress. It's Tetris with hats. It's Tetris with hats. I mean, Swamp Thing. Nope, nope. Cowboy Kid. No. There you go. Man, I don't know I... my favorite license game is that was for a license where the cartoon never actually came out. What's that? Defenders of Dinatron City. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's that a great game. It was really fun. And also, it was cool because it was the only thing we, my brother, won it from the Fox Kids Club. Oh, really? Yeah. And they released that game, and then the cartoon never actually came out well uh what did i actually wind up getting here i had like two of the like semi-rare ones yeah we have one more section okay what's the last section additional us nes games of value 
These games aren't especially rare, but are quite collectible regardless, resulting in a high resale value, especially for complete boxes copy for complete box copies. Okay. All right. Action fifty two unlicensed. No. Panic Restaurant. No. Said it correctly. Menace Beach unlicensed. Nope. Secret Scout. It's an unlicensed. <laughs> nope. Contra Force. Contra Force. No. No. Is that a con- that's not related to Contra? I don't know. Hmm. Nope. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. No, and you know what? I've had that on my like wish list on Amazon for a while because um, it looks like it's actually a really good game. But it was, I think, it was really late in the the cycle. Yeah, Dragon Warrior Two. Nope, I only have Dragon Warrior One. RC Pro Am Two. Nope. Bomberman Two. The hmm. I think I want to say I'm pretty sure I have that, but I'd have to double check. I have a large right. collection. Um, Mario's Time Machine. No. Really, you have a, you don't have a, there's a Mario game you don't have. It's it's a like educational title, so. So is wearing time is Carmen Sandiego. It doesn't make it. I'm just saying I don't have all of those. Jeez. No, you're not a real Nintendo fan. No, you're right. Bandit Kings of Ancient China. No. Man. Uh, Dusty Diamond All-Star Softball. Nope. Man, you're just not the Nintendo collector I thought you were. To be fair, there is a lot of Nintendo games. Teenager Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Nope. Le Emperor. Is that a French one? Limperer. Limperer? I guess it's French. I guess so. Ultima Warriors of Destiny. <laughs> no. Feria. Feria I do have, yes. Really? Yeah, that's a like a RPG-ish. Thirty-one type of to fifty dollars. There you go. How many Nintendo games do you have? I'm gonna guess probably around the like hundred and fifty range. Okay. But I'm like looking here on um, I just glance real quick at wikipedia according to wikipedia there's 822 titles in the nes library yep which means even though i have a pretty hardy collection there's a lot i don't have obviously dragon warrior 3 is the last one nope yeah i just had the first dragon warrior which like everybody has (laughs) all right well i thought i would do better i have a lot of games but they're all just commons (laughs) Are you still there? Yeah, I'm just looking at these comments. There was a guy here that just posted a picture. He's like, look what I just got. And it was like a gold World Championships cartridge. <laughs> I'm sure you saw the video of that guy opening the uh, magic oh, pack. Oh, dude, yeah, the magic, and he finds the Black Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that was real? Yeah, I think that was real. Because if you look at his other videos, he posted a ton of videos of just him opening magic packs. Well, there's all – I mean – Looking at comments on various places, everyone was like conspiracy theorying it that he set it all up just to get views and get a high resale price on his auction or something. Yeah. I don't know. They seemed a little cynical to me. It looked pretty real. Because you look cool. like he's been posting those videos for a really long time. 
Well, it's a long game he's got set up. You know, it's a long con. Whatever. There, it's still like people are going to buy that no matter what. It's like it's the most valuable magic card there is. Yeah. Like I don't think it needs all that hype. It's still going to be worth a ton of money. I've never even played Magic, and I know that the Black Lotus card is is valuable. Everybody knows that. That's one of those things. If you're a collector, because you're always just looking for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to know what the most valuable things are and all the things. Yeah, if someone's got a pile of cards that they're selling at a yard sale, you want to know what to look for. Yep. All right. Because, yeah, I once – I once um, there was a guy at one of those conventions that I went to, and he had a whole page of Black Lotuses. Okay. And, like, and everybody was like, holy crap. And he's like, yeah, I was just – I found this at a yard sale. So you never know. Like, you never know. <laughs> well, we uh, we should keep doing those because I like it. Oh, well, yeah. We've got a few other systems to get through. Yeah. Have, I mean, we have a list for all of them, right? Yep. All right. Well, um, do you want to still do Nintendo Power? Oh, we didn't talk about video games. Yeah, let's talk about video games, and then we can probably save the Nintendo Power for next time. Okay. Well, I have it ready for us for next time. Because I got a lot of games. All right, tell us. So I've been playing a lot of games just because I've been, I don't know, just playing a lot of games. <laughs> so I got the Tomodachi Life, playing some, getting all the um, exclusive, they've been releasing new items. Right, it's Halloween those. stuff. And just, um, somebody got married recently. I had somebody get married. In the game, of course. Yes. Um, And then Epic Astro Story. Still been playing that at work on my phone. (laughs) Been exploring Planet Brendo (laughs) and expanding my planet empire. It's pretty fun. And um, the big game is Smash Brothers 3DS. I've just been playing the heck out of it. Of course. I finished the first challenge panel. I have the second challenge panel almost done, and I'm working on. And I've also got. The, I've opened the third challenge panel, so I'm working on all the challenges. I've already unlocked all the guys and all the stages. Nice. And working on challenges. I've got over 150 trophies. Jeez. I'm playing a lot. <laughs> Apparently, it's it's good though, right? You it's like really it? fun. It's awesome, and I totally want to get a Wii U and play yeah. it on there. And I want. To get an, um, I either want a little Mac or a Villager Amiibo. Oh yes, I can't decide. Well, can't you get both? Yeah, but I want one. I want to focus on and get them like super leveled oh, up. Like train them up. Yeah. Um. I finally got first place in Smash Run. Smash Run, Smash Run's fun, but it's kind of like random. As like, so you'll play it and you'll work really hard. And then you'll get it because, like, there's a bunch of for the for the final, like, so you play this, like, it's like a single player, like, side scrolling, like, you collect all these, like, things to build up your guy. Okay. And then it's the thing you played at um, Comic Con. It's the mode you played oh, okay, at Comic Con. Okay. That I was so you play at. that, and then you get, and then there's four people, and then you have one match at the end, and you get to use your guy in it. But the match can be totally random where sometimes it's one where you have to like race to the end or and I always lose those. <laughs> so it's like really annoying when you've worked really hard, you did really good, and then you get the dumb race one because it's random. <laughs> and 
some of the challenges are to get like you have to get first place with at least five people and then like in the final crazy challenge board the third challenge board you have to get first place with every guy so it's like ugh. (laughs) and you got to beat classic with all the guys so i'm working on that too and classic i finally think i figured out how to beat. i think i got my strategy down with like master hand like the last boss is really hard hmm so there's stuff like that. I'm still not very. I don't think I'm very good at the game. I'm just. Yeah, have you played lot. like online with anyone? Or yeah, anything? and I I win sometimes, but not very often. Right. Um. But it is like it's a, possible. Yeah, it's possible, and they, they it's fun to play online because it's four people, and the be if you play on the for fun with like the stages like features and with the um, power ups like with the items enabled that makes it like kind of evens the playing field enough that okay. you can it's not where you're just getting totally destroyed i mean if you play the like one-on-one no items then you're going to be playing against hardcore smash brothers players and yeah you're probably going to get killed yeah but like if you play in the for fun and you're playing with like with the state because it's there's enough randomness to it where you can still be at like 200 percent damage and you can still like if you get the right item drop or like use the stage to your advantage you can still pull out a win um there so, are people that are seriously hardcore about it oh, I dude mean, the hardcore smash Bros. people are insane they like yeah. know all the exploits and like all the other stuff it's crazy and there's a spectate mode so you can watch like different ones and you can actually like it's a way to get gold you can like bet gold on the matches and stuff <laughs> that's um, cool and and so I was watching some of them, and it's crazy watching some of like the super pro guys. Um, like I'm like, wow, I'm playing this completely differently. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't understand how people are winning with this guy. So then I'll watch because you can choose to watch replays and spectate according to like character, right? And like you can be like, oh, so that's how you're supposed to what you're supposed to do with that <laughs> guy. I've been doing it wrong all this time. Yeah, and also there's just so many characters. So, it's cool. Been having a lot of fun with that. Sweet. Um, been playing some Disney Magical World, mm. getting those Halloween items. But it's been some of like sometimes when they ask for favors and it's like something insane. It's like ugh. But see, if you if they if they ask you for any kind of clothing item or any kind of furniture, always ask because you don't have to give it to them, and they still give you or always accept it. Because they give you the the recipes. I had one for like a Halloween outfit, and they didn't give me any recipe. Uh, well, not always, but sometimes it depends on if it's something that. Because some of them, I think you can only get from them offering or you know accepting the uh, their yeah. thing. So, well, so I've been doing that. How many stickers um, are you up to? Eighty six. I'm still stuck at ninety nine, but I've gotten a lot of good new stuff this week. And then um, been playing some more WWE 2K14 as WWE 2K15 is slowly approaching. I've been trying to get the most out of this game. Um, I've been I've been doing a lot of fast forwarding in my season. Like I f- I did a thing where I just straight up fast forwarded five years, okay, just to see what it would look like. And it was like weird, like some of the things that happened, <laughs> like because there's a draft, so people ended up getting all over the place, but. Um, and then, like, just seeing who had championship reigns is funny. And then I'm just doing a thing where I fast forward each pay per view. So I'm just doing the pay per views huh. and having some crazy, like, I'm doing some crazy earth shattering booking in my, 
Like I'm like I'm gonna make the worst guy the champion and see how long he can stay champion <laughs> and things like that. Just doing some fun things because I can't carry over any of that to the new game. It doesn't carry over at all. Not no. Yeah, but I kind of consider it like it's a new TV season. I just start fresh. So do you and sell every, the whole game then? No, I keep it just in case I want to go back. Okay. I have. I used. I did sell a bunch of my old ones that I really wasn't playing anymore. But I kept my 2K13 because sometimes. Not my, it's WWE 13, but I want to go back and play it sometimes. All right. But I've sold most of them. I, I wish I still had my 2007 or 2008 because that still has the real GM mode, which never came back. But it's so. You can probably I, get it for a few pennies at this point. Yeah, right? probably for like $2. If you really want it. But I, I don't know. I doubt I'd really play it. Um. So. So yeah, so and then every every um 2K every new WWE game, I have to come up with a new gimmick for Brendo Man. So I'm <laughs> trying to figuring out what I'm gonna do um this year. Last year for 2K14, I finally did it where I was just a straight up actual superhero. Like okay. I had a cape and everything. <laughs> um, this year, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I usually let inspiration hit me when I'm going through some of the costume choices. <laughs> So well, you'll have to new, keep us posted on what you eventually decide. A new gimmick. Because um, this one, it's a really big deal. I don't know. I think I talked about this last week. We're in this new in 2K15. You're going to be able to start your guy off like as a nobody, and you start off like in their developmental territory, and you have to work your way up, and it sounds amazing. Hmm. So I'm really excited about that. So we'll see what happens with Brendo Man. <laughs> All right. Keep us posted. We want to know. Because right now, Brendo Man, so I have my Brendo Wrestling Federation, BWF, <laughs> and Brendo Man has been champion six times. Well, better, right? Six-time BWF champion. <laughs> it is his federation. Right. <laughs> but um, now he's kind of letting the younger guys, um, although somehow John Cena ended up in BWF, and he's won the title six times already, which is very frustrating. <laughs> <clears throat> And even in the computer, even they like that's the some of the some of the things they put in the game, like um, just like in real life, sometimes you'll like you'll have John Cena like beat, and then he'll just like magically like destroy you, just like just <laughs> it's really frustrating. Jeez, I just so, saw like, your how long your list of video games is. I'm playing a lot of games. Yeah. Um, and then I started. I've been playing some Game Dev Tycoon because um. So at work when we were bored last week, we we have a bunch of old test machines from like these are like old Pentium fours, like thirty two oh, yeah, bit machines. About that. They can't run like newer software. So I turned we turned them into Linux boxes, and I even got Steam running on one of them. And I'm like, I wonder if I could actually play some games on here. <laughs> and I actually so I'm like, what is my least computer intensive game in my Steam library? And it was um so I picked Game Dev Tycoon. So I installed it. And it's awesome because of Steam cloud saves, like right. it has cloud saving. So it just it was like my it was like it was like I had it would, it's like it was it picked up right where I had left off at home. Huh. So I started playing it some more. So and that game's awesome. It's really fun. All right, it's like a simulator game where you make games. That, I figured studio. <laughs> I just expanded my studio. Um, so it's pretty cool. Nice. Um. And then, and then, just like think, play, reading, um, reading uh, 
the console wars kind of made me just really like nostalgic for like some of my like for PlayStation and like and some of like the Genesis games that I never really played since okay. I never really since I never had a Sega. Um and so at uh, first I when I got home I started playing Final Fantasy 7 on the PC cuz I have the Steam one and oh my gosh I love that game. It's so awesome. And it just really took me back to like cuz like just like now seeing like the cutscenes and all that stuff you're like ah oh, this is pretty bad like CG and stuff but like at the time it was so groundbreaking. Yeah. And and but just the game and the story it's a lot of fun so I've been playing that. And then um I have a like best of sega and genesis pack that i got for like from a humble bundle i think for like two dollars or something and so i was playing some of the i played one of the games in there um i played shinobi 3 which is a lot of fun i never played it before i played like the original shinobi a lot um and the the music and the graphics are really cool and there's some fun levels where there's one where you're like riding on a horse and you're fighting ninjas on a horse so it's pretty fun Although, do you remember in the Shinobi, they had that, like, in between stages where you were throwing those ninja stars at um, at the ninjas? Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, that yes. was, like, my favorite thing, and that wasn't in this one. That was my favorite thing in Shinobi because it was, like, first person, and you're throwing the ninja stars. Right. I, I was like, I don't oh, know I where. I mean, I remember playing that, but I don't remember that where. That was I in an arcade. They also added an arcade. Oh, maybe that's what I remember then. Because... I had it on computer also, but it was definitely like big in the arcade. Yeah. But I don't think some of these came in. But Shinobi 3 I had never played, and it was a lot of fun. It reminded me of like classic beat-em-ups. That's cool. It reminded me, it made me want to play Bad Dudes. <laughs> Are you bad enough? Remember, so the Nintendo version of Bad Dudes had like, that was like one of the first games that had like voices. <laughs> it was really bad. Was yeah. Like, I'm bad. <laughs> it sounded like, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like blah, blah. <laughs> my brother and I loved that though. And something I forgot was like the Nintendo version wasn't even very good because it didn't have two player simultaneous play. Yeah, like I remember that was the big problem with like the Nintendo limitations. Like both Double Dragon and Bad Dudes did not have two player simultaneous play. It's weird that that was a thing because there. I mean, it was a big deal when you did have a simultaneous play game. I guess it was just really hard on the system resources. Yeah, but, but especially that they just went ahead and released those games, even though those games kind of revolve around the two-player. Right. Like, that's kind of the whole thing of, like, beat-em-ups is having that other player, especially Double Dragon. And then I remember to make up for it, Double Dragon had the Nintendo version had a mode that is not available in any other game version. They had that head-to-head mode, which... Actually, because I was reading this retrospective of like fighting games, uh-huh. that is technically Capcom's first fighting game. Oh, that's interesting. Is is the head to head mode in Double Dragon? Except it was so limited that you you could only you had to pick one player, and both players played the same guy. They were all mirror huh. matches, and but it was very limited. But it's still, it still technically, technically is the first, first one. Yeah, interesting. Um. Also, if you want to waste a whole lot of time reading articles about video games, okay. um, <laughs> I go to har- hardcoregaming101.net. Like, I've spent hours <laughs> reading articles there at work because they have just like in depth articles about like any game you can, like all kinds of weird games, just like retrospectives on genres. 
Like I went through, I spent an entire day reading about all the Mortal Kombat games. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's an amazing website. Hardcore right. Hardcoregaming101.net. If you just want to kill, you want to fall in the You want to waste some time. Pit. I've done um, that many times. Then, um, so I, I, I have PlayStation Plus now. And one of the games that they released um, this month was uh, for free was Dungeons, the Dungeon Dragons beat-em-ups. I don't huh. know if you remember those. Not they really. Came out, there was two of them. Um, so one of them was called like Tower of Doom. And it was cool because it was like a beat-em-up, but he also like leveled up. And there was special. You had like an inventory. Okay. And you can choose your class. Like there's fighter and cleric. And it's kind of got a D&D thing. But it's a beat-em-up. And so this one is the sequel to Tower of Doom. It comes with Tower of Doom, but I haven't played that. But this one's called Chronicles of Mistara. And they've added all these cool new features where there's like a better save feature. Um, there's like all kinds of achievements and stuff. Hmm. So, But it's really fun. I've been having a lot of fun with it. And um, it's pretty cool. Like fantasy beat-em-up type. And I, cool. I love beat-em-ups. They're like one of my favorite genres of games. It's a classic. And... Um, especially like, you know, Final Fight, and this was kind of in the style. So, yeah. Um, then I was just going through my Steam library, playing some games that I have, um, and I haven't played. And one of those that I've been, I bought for during a, again, another, I think it was a Steam sale for like two bucks, was, um, it's called The Typing of the Dead. Right. I, I remember, I mean, I've heard so of this game. It's like they, they came out, the original one came out for Dreamcast. And this is called Typing the Dead Overkill, and it's it's the theme of it is like like grindhouse movies, huh. but it's like House of the Dead, but instead of using a gun, you you type like the the monsters have like words over them. Right. It's it's so fun, I, and it's also like since I suck at those games normally, it's awesome to be like really good at it because <laughs> I'm really good at typing. I I'm trying to think of where I played it because I feel like some system. I well, they had it on Dreamcast. They might have had it on PS2 also. Maybe so. Because I've so, played it once. Was there like a DS port of it or something? I don't know. I don't know how sense. that would work on DS. I don't know. I played it somewhere. Maybe it was just at someone's house or something. But it's a lot of fun. It sounds like something Steve might have had. Maybe so. Maybe it was um, it. Probably just on someone's computer. It's a lot of fun. And then it also has like House of the Dead overkill that you can play with either the mouse or a controller. But I haven't done that yet because I'm like, I want to type. <laughs> I'm not good at it if I use just a mouse or whatever. <laughs> you know, again. <laughs> um, and then I also, I was going through like old simulation games. And I remember this game that I had played um, quite a few years ago. Do you remember the movies? Oh, yeah. So I was like obsessed with that game for a while where you like ran a movie studio uh-huh. and you released movies. And it was like one of the early like... You could use it to create like all kinds of machinima videos because you could actually like make a right, movie. Right. But I, and at that part, I wasn't as much into as like the actual just like running a movie studio and seeing if your movies were successful. And so I found this. Um, it's like I was just reading a lot of forum posts, and there aren't a whole lot of. You'd think there'd be more games in that genre, but they're really not. Um, and it seems like the definitive movie game is this like independently produced game. It was called Hollywood Movie Mogul, and the guy released a newer version called Hollywood Movie Studio. Huh. And it's like a shareware game where you 
you download it and you have like a 14 day trial and then you have to buy it. It's like 20 bucks, but it's like crazy in depth. Like you control every aspect of the studio. You do like salary negotiations. You buy screenplays. You can produce original screenplays. You can adapt. You choose like what kind of it's, it's crazy, but it's like, I think you would love it. Phil sounds cool. It's I, I seriously, I started playing it. And before I knew it, I had been playing it for like four hours. <laughs> so my, would first, you... my first movie that I ever released, because I was reading about how hard it was and like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I started playing it. My first movie. So you can also download like these packs. So because it comes with like fake people, but you can download these packs that have like real actors and everything, okay. which makes it a little bit more fun. Um, but the first movie I made it was like number one in the United States, so I'm like, <laughs> I already made a hit. That's pretty my good. First hit, so and I thought I was doing like really. Hmm? Would you buy our script? Heck yeah, I'd buy our script. <laughs> so that was this really cool. It's called Hollywood Movie Studio. That sounds really cool. I um, I love like. Do you remember Lemonade Stand? Oh my gosh! I was upset, and then like you know the original one on like yeah, Apple well the II, new one. The new but, one was awesome also. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had it on my phone. I remember you got it. Didn't you get it from like Monopoly? I McDonald's got it from Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah, I got like a free game. Because I remember I'm like, oh, you have this too. You're like, yeah. And I'm like, are you obsessed with it? And you're like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It got to the point, like, it's one of those ones where I played it so much that I knew exactly how much I could get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you played enough that you figured out Once how the game was Once you figure out, like, the formula. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it, that was awesome, so. It sounds. I mean, I realize it's a different genre a little bit, but it sounds kind of a similar. It's really cool, and it's like super in depth. Um, the graphic, the interface is pretty clunky, just because it's like this dude made it himself, right? But it's fun once you figure it out. And I, there's like tutorials, and I had to read some tutorials to figure out what to do. Huh? But it was pretty fun. Sounds cool. Um, and then I've been playing. I've actually been playing. I've been playing Animal Crossing pretty regularly. Getting some uh, Halloween stuff. Still getting some Halloween stuff. Working on some. I'm all. I think I completed the Halloween, the spooky furniture set. Ooh. I almost because I, I. I think I'm missing a couple pieces, but I'm, I'm almost done with that one. Um, and then just kind of, I've almost built a pyramid. Built a pyramid. I've already built like an Eiffel Tower. You know how you have those building oh, projects. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I built an Eiffel Tower. I built like I built all, a lot of the big giant things. Like I built Stonehenge, <laughs> and but I, I'm now I'm I'm almost done with the pyramid. That's cool. That game um, is great. I haven't played it in a while though. To be fair, yeah, Disney Magical World has been taking up my time. <laughs> I figured as much. Yes. I uh, like I said I have not I did not uh, get past my ninety nine stickers yet but i've gotten tons of halloween stuff through more parties i've been working on getting that sunflower but it's killing me so it's a great game though and like i, I think i mentioned earlier we beat the legend of zelda the wind waker and mm-hmm. uh we were at like the only thing is we did not get one of the um the figurines still the little statue things that you get and get so it. Well, the problem is we it was one of those ones that you can miss, you know, and you can't get it. But in this one, you can get the little bottles where you get people from the Miiverse that send you pictures. So basically, we're, I'm still just running around trying to catch a bottle that has the right picture. So 
Because I got to get 100%. You know, that's it's me. <laughs> um, I think I, I don't know if I said on the I don't think I said on the show, but before the show, been playing Quiz Up, and I am currently 16th in the state of California. I'm in 16th place for Big Lebowski trivia, so I'm pretty proud of that. It's very exciting. And um, let's see, we beat Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. We haven't gotten 100 percent on it, but we played all the way through the story and everything. And now we started playing Lego Batman Two again, so. You know, really like fun. a Batman three, isn't that come out? Or it's about uh, I think out? it's coming. Yeah, I don't think it's out yet. Um, it's funny though, having played it a little bit more, and then also like playing Marvel Lego Compared Marvel. Compared to Marvel superheroes, it's very like I remember Derek was very like, "Oh, that's garbage." Yeah, well, there's two <laughs> things. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun still, like all Lego games, but the hub world in Lego Marvel is like so far superior. And then the other thing is that the flying mechanic in Bat- Lego Batman 2 is really irritating. So, like, I never play a Superman because I hate flying, which is weird because they really, really fixed it for the Lego Marvel one. So I'm hoping Lego Batman 3, they get that all figured out. So, But anyway, it's a lot of fun still. So, yeah, that's my game. Awesome. Well, that was a lot of video games. That's a lot of video games. I'm sorry for our non-video game Listeners, they're putting up with a lot of video game talk. That's true. But we talk about just about everything. So eventually we'll talk about something you're interested in, if, even if you don't like one thing, right? And if you want us to talk about something specific, you should email us. That's true. That'll solve the problem. Because <laughs> I'm sure we'll be happy to talk about it. Basically, just about any subject we could probably talk about. Yeah. I think Man, I just... it's already 126. <laughs> I just slept for like, I took like a three-hour nap for no reason, and now <laughs> well, I'm like wide awake. Hey, you'll never go to sleep. I'm thinking about walking down to 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> one of those nights. Might be one of those nights. <laughs> well, so you want to save Nintendo Power for next time? Mm, yeah. All right, we'll save it for next time. This is episode 141. What should we call it? We should call it Bad Mood Brendo, except you got in a good mood, though. See, it helps. Bad Mood Brendo. Every time, when you do a show, even if you're in a bad mood, like you get it, it, it soothes you. It soothes the savage beast. Because I thought you were going to kill me before the episode started. I was just getting frustrated at everything. When I misunderstood when you said Surge, you're like, no, can't take this. This aggression will not stand. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's episode 141. Oh, so what I was going to say is, don't forget you still have nine episodes, or, well, I guess eight episodes left, to uh, send in your stories, your favorite moments on Radio Brindle Man, and we will uh, be giving out prizes when uh, that episode comes and we pick the best one. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. <laughs> so we need some more of those. Yes, we have a few already, but uh, keep them coming. You got time. Make it make it good. Any last words? Anything else going on? Um, no, just uh, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome, as always. 
Thanks for all the tons of guys that are uh, hanging out in the chat this evening and for everyone who's been interacting on Facebook and all that. So, you know, that's it. Just thanks because we appreciate everybody. Don't forget to go to RadioBrendo.com for all the Radio Brendo stuff. Go to BenviewNetwork.com for all the Benview Network podcasts. Yes. Oh, and for uh, Kickstarter backers, don't forget to keep an eye out for uh, the uh, commentary, which uh, since we didn't get a chance to, well, since a lot of people didn't get a chance to be there for the live Kickstarter thing, I mean, uh, Netflix thing, this will be instead of that. So keep an eye out for that. But we have to note that uh, Killer Cross Art Space is not on Netflix. It is not on Netflix, no. It so, was on Netflix at one point. It was. But it's also, like, the DVDs are really cheap, so if you don't already own it, you know. I feel like you should, because it's probably good. should. There's probably cheap fun. ways to find it elsewhere, so, you know. Figure it out. You can figure it out. What else? Uh, keep an eye out on... Uh, hotvoxmusic.com while on our Facebook page because uh, we've got we're almost done with the uh, new release that we're going to be doing just getting the final artwork stuff put together and it's uh, it's coming along good so keep an eye for that remember that comic that we had that was really great yes sorry I'm so sorry I wonder why we're not getting invited panels anymore <sighs> all right it's all, fault. all right the adventures of Drendo. <laughs> oh actually steve you would appreciate this so one of the um challenges on uh super uh, smash brothers 3ds is you have to create eight um me fighters so i was coming up instead of just making like random ones I wanted to come up with something clever, and I and like I don't have many me's in my like me verse. One of them was Matthew, so I made one of Matthew and I called him Blasto. <laughs> he's got like a cowboy. He's like a. It's really dumb, but um, but then I was trying to come up with other ones, so I made a Drendo and a Bredno. <laughs> Drendo, and, and the Drendo is like. Is pretty normal, but the Bredno because I'm Bredno in my mind is like Homsar. Uh-huh. He's like he's he's like the super dumb one. <laughs> he's all defense, so he has like no speed and no um, offense. And then he has a cowboy. He has a chef hat on, <laughs> and like I made his outfit really dumb. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Dredno lives on. Drendo and Bredno. You don't even Bredno. say it right. I keep though. messing it up. Drendo and Bredno. That's right. Yep. All right. I'll get it right. Don't worry. Eventually. Um. Also, uh, we uh, we forgot to say Adam Wells' website. That would be Agents um, of Shield. Agents of Shield, right? Called, um, no, we always it's a link at radiobrendo.com. Yes, go and find it. We, I don't know, I think we're getting credit beyond for all the these shield, plugs. beyond the shield, podcast. beyond the shield. That's it, that's our, our plug. Um, we have to do for that. If you go to radiobrendo.com and click the link section, it's there. Also, I think it's at the Adam Wells 
Yes. And check out our friend's new podcast, Keith and John are Best Friends. They actually have the third episode. They had a really funny uh, bit. It was for Columbus Day where they uh, – most of it is them like, kind of talking like we do. But they had a thing where they had a call-in guest and it was Columbus. And then I got an update on what Columbus has been up to lately. And it was it was actually really, really funny. So um, That's cool. Yeah. So just check it out. It's always enjoyable podcasts that um, mix it up. Yeah, it's also very short. Like the whole entire episodes are like 25, 30 minutes. So I listened to all three of them while I was doing dishes and laundry and stuff. And, you know, it's it's a little shorter than our uh, three-hour one. <laughs> yeah, so just a little bit. Cool. That's- I was reading in this professional podcaster's forum about how terrible it is to have a podcast over an hour. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We have people complain when we go less than I know. Our, so, you know, normal. Hey, we length. listen to our listeners. That's right. Listen to you. Forget about all those. It just reminds me of that. All I can think about when I think about some of these professional <laughs> I know exactly podcasters and their standards is my yearbook teacher. That oh, wait. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to complain about our web design guy who told you that your website was bad, oh. badly designed because you had to scroll down. Well, yeah, I had a, we had a web design teacher that was like, websites should never scroll. And I'm like, that's the stupidest yeah. thing ever. I think you said, like, what about IMDb? And he's like, that's terrible design. And then, like, he looked at your website. I called them out in class, and Phil got really nervous. I know, because you were, like, arguing with him big time. I'm like, who cares? Let him say it. And he's like, no. But he's like, no, he's wrong. He's wrong. It's stupid. Like, lots of websites. Because this whole thing was you should never have to scroll down. I can understand down. scrolling right. Like, that. you don't right. want side scrolling. But scroller down, I'm like, that's part of the – in yeah. this whole lot, edit, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm like, it didn't, make, it didn't make any sense. But you still were, like, seriously – you would not let it go. And he was, like – he was determined that he was right. But that – yeah, anyway. I thought that's what you were going to say. So what were you going to say? Well, I had a yearbook teacher that was just obsessed with, like, getting – winning yearbook awards and like all this dumb stuff and like one of the things she wanted to do was get rid of senior quotes because the judges didn't like oh, it right. and all these other dumb right, things right, it was right. like it's a freaking yearbook why don't you do what the students who buy the yearbook want to do you cannot get rid of senior quotes and some of these other things that she wanted to do it just made no sense just because it's like appealing to some arbitrary standard and that's where when you have these people that are like podcasts, no podcast should be over an hour, and no, da, 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 and I'm like, says who? Yeah, like isn't that the whole thing about podcasts? Is you can do whatever you want, and if nobody listens to it, then maybe yeah, you're doing it wrong. But if you have people listening to it and people like it, yeah, then you can't say that I'm doing it wrong. Sorry guys, we gotta we gotta get a stricter format now. Yeah, and we need a strict format, strict everything. No more what tangents. That would be like, that's like three-fourths of our show. It's kind of one big long tangent. Well, then our show probably would be ten minutes long. <laughs> that's true. If we only stuck to exactly what we were supposed to talk about. Although, I think at least having a semi-structure like we do keeps us a little bit on task. Otherwise, we just like never get back to any kind of strain of thought whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to freaking out about everything. But at least you had a few moments while we recorded that got you back into not being so freaked out. Yep. So that's good. 
It's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Steve in the chat said that real artists once told Norman Rockwell to stop tracing. So there you go. I don't know that I would put ourselves on the same level as that. I don't know. I mean, because he's kind of like iconic American, you know. Hey, if he wants to put us on that level, all, right. we'll all more power to I appreciate that. When I think of like, you know, a Coke ad from, you know, a vintage Coke ad or, or you know, a poster that just sums up all of America, I think of Norman Rockwell or our podcast. Yeah, I mean, we 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 do the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. The kid getting his tonsils looked at at the doctor and us talking about video games for an hour. So it's the same. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's very American to uh, finish our episode now, I think. So what were we going to call this again? Um, Brendo, it's, um, what did I call it? Bad Mood Brendo. (laughs) (laughs) Bad Mood Brendo. All right. Sounds good. That's good enough for me. I would use Mario's Beware the Punisher thing that he said, but I didn't do very many puns tonight. There wasn't any puns. Yeah. What was going on? It's because Chuck's not here? No. I don't know. I was scared. I told you before the show about the surge thing. Before the show, I didn't even mean to do a pun, and you thought I did, and you almost reached through my computer monitor and punched me like the girl from the ring. So I was a little freaked out. I was just that didn't have anything to do. It was just a situation. (laughs) So it it scared the pun out of me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that'll do it then. Phil, any chance we'll get a new Brax comic? Yes, there is a. 70% 70% chance that this week 70% yeah. I don't know how I feel about that I'm feeling good I'm, that's feeling pretty good <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> if it'll make you not mad at me for next week I'll definitely do it is that the trick yeah yeah you scared me Phil, if you don't do it I'm gonna be mad at you and I'm gonna punch you through the internet okay no internet punches <laughs> alright well anything else then uh, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Don't forget, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your neighbors. I don't know. Do people talk to their neighbors? Well, you could leave a note under their door. I don't hey. talk to my neighbors. Hey, hey, friend. I heard them yelling today. Yeah. Tell them to listen to your show. Maybe they'll stop yelling. Hey, maybe you guys wouldn't argue so much if you listened to this podcast. Yeah. At least for three hours a day or however long, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you All right. Listen well, to us um, yell at each other. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can listen to that. Um, okay, well, so for Radio Brendo, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody.
Podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.